Peace to arms. What's up? It's your boy Eru, Dire State of Mind. I'm blaming State for this. State got allergies, whatever. So I'm gonna put him on the spot. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta um, tell you guys about his um, boobles on his nose and things of that nature. But well, we're gonna be talking about um, goons of New York, goons of the NBA, and um, probably talk a little bit about the the finals that's going on, on right now, man. Let's get him up in here. State, I had to throw you under the bus, man. So what's going Sorry. on with you tonight, man? It's all right, man. My allergies is killing me. I got a big tree that's right outside on my right outside my balcony. It's the worst, bro. <laughs> man, people get allergies every day, B. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, man. I got a whole bunch of trees on my on my block. I live right across the street from a park. <laughs> Yo, um, right out the gate, I got an interesting question, matter of fact. Mm-hmm. Um if the if the Celtics win these win this championship, right? Oh my goodness, Robert Williams! If the Celtics win this championship, um, what does that mean for the Knicks as far as like looking at the Eastern Conference and looking at our division? Because as it stands right now on paper, we're the worst in the division. Like if we're going by, um, according to what happened last season, we're the worst, and Boston is the best. So how can we minimize this gap? That's what I'm thinking about as I'm looking at this game. Well, I, you know, you know, I, I don't, I don't think of the game that way. You know, I, I feel like the Knicks, Knicks could—they just have to focus on getting the best team they can on on the on the court. And I think, I think the Knicks are close. You know what, what they're doing. You know, Boston has has um two you know go-to guys, but quote unquote, we got two go-to guys too. We got. Julius Randle, All NBA player last year. You know, RJ Barrett's supposed to be becoming that. You know, so we got we got um, players on our team. You know, we just have we got to figure it out. We got to figure out if if um the, the guys that we have are the right mix. If they if we don't think that they are, then we need to just um, keep maneuvering and stuff. You know. Yeah. Um. I'm under the I'm under the mindset of. Well, I'm. A, this might sound crazy, but I'm I'm kind of rooting for the Celtics. Um. First year head coach, um, African American, obviously. Um, he was an assistant coach. Um, I like the fact that they got four of their draft picks in that starting lineup, who's actually leading the way and not playing off those no vets. I like the fact that their vets on their team, like their so called vets, are actually good NBA players, like De- Derek White, good NBA player, Al Horford, good NBA player, like Al Horford plays his role he's like a he's like a souped up evolved form of Taj Gibson that's basically what Al Horford is and you know if they win the championship I just hope the Knicks look at that success as they took baby steps you know they lost um I think in the last three years in the playoffs they didn't make no major trades they didn't trade no core pieces from the from the guys they drafted and um, they almost did though they almost did. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they were talking about breaking up um, Shannon Tatum and um, and um, Jalen Brown. They were talking about that this year. Yeah, and hindsight to tell you that wasn't the move because now they're in the finals. So I'm just hoping the Knicks look at that and they say, well, you know, we don't need to like gut the roster and do all these magical well, trades. Well, check it. Check it. Like that. when the Knicks went to the finals in '99, we um we had just fired Ernie Grunfeld. But he was the one that built the team. The team yeah. that went to the finals in '99, Ernie Grunfeld was the one that built it. But they fired him because the Knicks were struggling and stuff, and they stuck with Jeff Van Gundy instead of firing Ernie Grunfeld. 
So I mean, the the, the decision if they would if they would have fired Jeff Van Gundy and kept Grunfeld, what would have happened? What would um what we have um you know would it would would we have gotten a different coach here? You know, would um Grunfeld been have been allowed to continue to build this the roster? You know, you know if they would have did that, you know. But um you know the reason I'm bringing that up because the Celtics they got rid of Danny Ainge. Danny Ainge built the first championship, and then Danny Ainge left because um you know I guess he wanted to break up Tatum and, and um. You know, and Jalen, I, I think. I think he's probably the catalyst. He probably really wanted to, to restart and get and break them up and start over. And yeah. um, they weren't down for it, I guess. Yep. And then he left. You know? So, I mean, that's that was better for them. Because then Brad Stevens, he steps down. And he goes upstairs in the management office. And he allows Udoka to step in. And Udoka, when he first started the season, remember, the, the Celtics and the Knicks was right around each other. In the standings, and then that RJ Barrett game winner. Remember that we came back for I think we was down like 22 against the Celtics. Yeah. I remember we came back and um and we won the game. And I remember because I, I remember that RJ Barrett, you know, people mobbing him and stuff. <laughs> Crazy how one guy, a certain guy was not in that picture, but you know, RJ Barrett makes the game winner, and Jason Tatum basically said, Yo, that that game winner woke him up. And woke us up. So <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get it. But you know, they, they needed that jolt. But what if what if um the front office uh you know stuck with Danny Ainge or you know I'm assuming this is Danny Ainge, but they just stuck with yeah. the notion that they, they need to break them up. So like at that point, if after the Knicks one one or whatever, what if the franchise was like, okay, we're trading Jalen Brunson for somebody? They wouldn't be in the finals right now, you know. And then and then maybe that would have all changed yeah, things a little bit too. If they would have changed Jalen Brown, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That that would have changed the whole trajectory. They wouldn't. Have, they probably wouldn't even be. They probably wouldn't have made the playoffs or, or whatever. You know. And same thing with the Knicks. I say if we didn't have a bad February where we lost almost every freaking game in February and March. Yeah. You know, if we if we didn't do that, if he if he was just mediocre during those months, then we would have made the playoffs. Maybe if we would have made a move in the um at the trade deadline to improve the team, maybe we would be in the finals. You get what I'm saying? We're just talking about like one or two um uh, moments. That could have changed the whole course of the whole season. Right now, they wouldn't even be like a, like a, a Boston, you know, Golden State championship. It would be it would be totally different just based on one or two things that went went the opposite way. You know? Yeah, yeah. Little stuff like that, man. Everything I go your way. Uh, as far yeah. as like- that's that's why I'm not so down about the Knicks because I mean, if if Tom yeah. Thibodeau was that was that woke up in February and, and kind of shifted, changed things a little bit, and maybe at the front office made a made a move to help Tom Thibodeau. Whatever, and they were on the same page. Maybe the Knicks would have made that turn instead of Boston, and the Knicks could be in the finals. That's how that's how close it is to me. So, you know? so for me, I I try to meet you halfway in the positivity cloud, and I say that if Tibbs would have just so whenever Cam Reddish had got healthy, if he would have just threw Cam Reddish in the start lineup, um. Along with quickly, would that have changed the trajectory of the season? I don't know, but I damn sure know that we would probably would have won more games. Um, we went one and ten in February, so imagine right. if we go like five and five or five and six. Well, when was the Cam Reddish trade? When, when when was that? What month was that? It was that was February. That was in February too, right? So I mean, if Tom Tibble wasn't so um, stubborn. You know, uh, maybe we would have, um, you know, that would have been the catalyst to, to, to get us to the finals. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? Maybe it, if he literally wasn't stubborn about about his rotations, oh, I already got my rotation, you know, the fuck Cam Reddish. You know, if, if maybe if he wasn't so stubborn and tried to change what, what the Knicks were doing, maybe we would be in the finals, literally. That, that that was the point right there where we screwed up the whole season based based on uh stubbornness from from the from Tom Tibble and the front office. I think um I think we also the season was lost. So it's two things. It's what is both of them got to deal with our two best players, well RJ Barrett and Randall. Um I felt like in November RJ should have been benched. If 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 it was about winning, you should have just told him like yo bro, like take two three games off. Remember, he was averaging like eight points. And um, I don't know if we was losing horrible games. Remember, we was around 12 and 14 at that time. And we was actually beating good teams at that time. But at the same time, you could have did RJ uh, – you could have did right by him by like at least benching him for like three games and, you know, let him come back right. Julius Randle, that same Celtic game, I think he had like four points. And then, like, he didn't even celebrate with RJ and those guys. Maybe we could have reined him in earlier in the season. You know what I'm saying? Like, bench him. You know, bring put, start Obi Toppin. Contract detrimental of the team when you slap the laptop out of out of the guy's hand. Like, little stuff like that. Like, maybe well, Randy wasn't all the way mentally there. Maybe he had some secret house problems that we don't know about. You right. know, he looked frustrated. So, obviously, it was something mentally – mental and he couldn't really focus on the court so you know like well, you did, I'm, you did those, like you're talking about bench i'm not really into the benches man i mean like like it, like it, let's say if, if rj was having an issue injury wise or whatever whatever's going on um the coaching staff and everybody knew about it already because we already went through training camp and all this and, and then these guys are with each other all the time shoot around and all this if, if rj has an issue that the team should know like the team should know about it because that's the coaching jobs that's the coaching staff's job you know, I was watching the uh, I forgot the name of the TV show, but it um it, it has Tay Diggs on it where he he's like in a football doing football and stuff, right? So oh. so one of the the prospects on the on the show he had he had an interview with um uh, he wants to be a he wants to be a coach and a yeah. college coach. So one of the other college coaches were interviewing him, talking to him. So um he, they they were just talking about um you know stuff. So he was just kind of playing games with him. So then he, he basically asked him the question, oh, did you notice this about him? Did you notice this about him? And then he didn't really get what he was saying. And he said, well, listen, if you would have noticed, then you would have saw that he had an Achilles injury. You know, and it's like little things like that. That's the coach's job's um, job. If somebody's fucked up, that your job is to know something's wrong. Your job right. is, to, is to know how to manage um, your roster in such a way where where um, where you can can um, take care of it, that stuff. Like, like it's just like, you know, like like if benching was the idea, then that should that should have been should have been done. You know, the same thing with, with um Julius Randle, all the attitude problems and stuff like that. It's not like it's not a surprise. You guys see this motherfucker every day, you know. So it's not a surprise when he when he um lashes out. The writing is on the wall. You you have to do you have to be proactive with things. And I, I think the Knicks messed up with that this year. You know, all all of these things not being proactive. I think that's like the word of the day. You know, they weren't proactive. That's why we we were you know at, at the record that we have at the bottom of the um Eastern. Excuse me, the the um Atlantic Division there. And I think, um, like, little stuff like that, like, you don't start quickly at point guard, like, at the beginning of the season. Like, that irks me the most. It bothers me, really, because as I'm watching the Celtics, these dudes went through, like, five, six point guards in the past, like, four or five years, bro. They had Kyrie, 
You know what I'm saying? They had um, Isaiah Thomas. You know, they tried, uh, I forgot, Dennis Schroeder. They tried everybody. And you know who they finally settled on at their starting point guard? Marcus Smart, a guy who's not really a point guard. So, well, I mean that's debatable because I mean it depends on what you what you what you think a point guard is. You know the the front office, Danny Ainge was in charge. Danny Ainge is looking for that big that um that that um scorer guy. Kyrie, yes. he started with Kyrie and then he tried to get Kim in here. So he's looking for a twenty point a game scorer, that type of thing. That's what he was looking at. But um you know the the answer was right on the court. So it, it needed a change of leadership from up top to um like I guess the coach. The coach been coaching him the whole time and he's probably been arguing with Danny Ainge that the organization <laughs> chose to let Danny Ainge bounce and then let Stevens go up there and then let him choose a coach that's 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 really good at coaching, let him coach and then let, let me let me get everything right from the managerial position because I know what's going on. You know, maybe, maybe that's what Stevens is coming from. And um, you know, smart smart is 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 the right um choice. Cause I mean, you watch the video. Remember those videos that just popped up recently with him talking and coaching, you know, players. You know, and he's he's playing, but he's coaching the, his his players. You know that he's starting and he's the point guard. You know, and he's coaching the players. So I mean, that's a point guard. You know, he's averaging seven seven assists a game. You know, so he's a point guard. You know. Yeah, he's a talker. He he he's a talker. You a leader. You listen. I always. Or some nice man be looking like it's Jalen Brown's team. Yeah. Um, or other nights it looks like Tatum's team. But you know who's the talker on the team, and that's Marcus Smart. And that's a beautiful, like, symmetry, like, chemistry, because those guys was drafted there. So it's not like it's animosity when another guy is getting the shine, like, more shine. Like, well, whenever you see Brown hot, Tatum give Brown the ball. Like, it's never an issue. You know what I'm saying? Like, when Marcus Smart, when he sees another guy hot, he finds that guy. He gives him the ball. So, it, you know, that's chemistry, man. That, that that comes with chemistry. And Marcus Smart was the number one point guard in college. And I actually liked him in college, too. He was a dog in college. I think he, I, I watched the game where he had 38 in college. Always thought highly of, of, of Marcus Smart. Well, it's crazy how six years later he turns into the – this type of player. So I'm, I'm very proud of Marcus Smart, man. I hope the Knicks start targeting players like that, man. Because Marcus Smart always been like that. He always been a talker. So, Well, I mean, you know, you're always talking about the drafting drafting guys in the standing. We, we drafted Porzingis. Look what Porzingis did. Porzingis was more more concerned about himself. So so the 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 the, the real thing for me is it's not necessarily being drafted there. It's just the, the fact that you buy into the team. You know, um, like guys that are drafted to a certain team, they usually have more pride in the team. So I, I get that. You know, yeah. but some some teams, some players like like Chris Stapps, he don't give a fuck about the Knicks. He's just trying to get his pockets fat. He's just trying to do his thing, whatever, get his brand popping. You know, and that, that's that's very important too. The Knicks have to have to, if we're gonna start drafting, which we are, we need to get guys that care about the game and and care about the team that they drafted to, have pride in their team that they drafted to. So yeah. that's that's um that's like the other side of that of that um coin there. Yeah, well, I you know, thought, go ahead. My bad. Well, I was gonna throw something at you. Um, Kyrie, Kyrie and Kemba, right? Versus um, Marcus Smart. Um, like who's the better player? Who's the better out of out of those three? The best player is Kyrie Irving. Now, if if you 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 trying to win a championship, it depends on who who's your number one option, and then you could go, hey man, I'd rather Marcus Smart than Kyrie and you know Kemba Walker. Well, Kemba Walker in his prime, yeah. So, yo, it depends, yo. It, it, it depends. 
Well, I mean, Kyrie Irving, everyone talks about him being like one of the um, better players in the NBA, but they, they, they didn't make him a, a, a 75th um, um, greatest player. You know, there's a reason why. You know, uh, look, look at look at um his um time in, in Boston. You know, he kind of he kind of embarrassed himself in Boston a, a little bit. Same group of players. Maybe they, these these guys were younger than he needed to grow. But but he's the leader there. I don't think he was much of a leader. He was more selfish to himself with the with the sage and, and all this other stuff and and you know all, all the stuff that, that and stuff that he was doing. Kemba Walker, on the other hand, uh, he he fit a little bit better with what the guys were doing. But as as you see with the way Kemba Walker played when he when he's with the Knicks. Kemba Walker, he can only play a certain way. You know, he's not making nobody better. You know, he can only play a play a certain way. You, you know what I'm saying? And, and um, you know, he put, kind of pulled himself out out of the equation. He let Tom Thibodeau pull him out out the out the equation because he can only play one way. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, Marcus Marcus Smart is a guy that, that's a student of the game. He respects his team. He respects his players. He uh, he knows his role and 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 he does his job. You know, I think that's the most important thing. Uh, you know that, that you need from 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 your players, no matter um, you know where they are in the pecking order, where they're the the top leader, top scorer, bottom of the bench guy. Everybody has to has to accept their role um, and and um, accept the job to the to the um, to the T to the top. You know they, they can't no, nobody can falter. You don't get to the finals just by being, you know, like oh um, you know you know being lucky or just doing that. Everybody has to do their job too. Everybody has to be on on point, and, and uh, everybody has to be accountable and doing doing their job. But that comes from themselves, you know. They they themselves got to have that in them. You know, now, I, th- I think we're close with our young guys. You know, now it's it's coaching too, man. Dudes have got to have defined roles. Knicks didn't have defined roles last season. Remember what the biggest complaint, man? You had? I think it was you. You brought this to my attention. And I remember you said, "Yo." St- Yo, yo! It looked like we watching five different Knicks teams this year. This year, man, yeah. we watching five different Knicks offenses. We had the we had the Julius Randle slow pace. Then we had the RJ. We had the RJ centric. We had the fast pace offense with the kids, and then we had the slow pace offense with the vets. And then we had ISO Burks. So, <laughs> so right. we didn't. We, we never had clear defined roles. Throughout the season, I thought that was another problem. I, I, if we'd have had more clear defined roles, I think we would have been better out the gate, and we would have had a more uh, a, a better offense too, like better sets and, and, and things that get guys easier shots. I have yet to see Julius Randle or RJ Barrett take a clean look for mid range. Clean. I'm, I'm talking clean. Nobody in their grill. They just clean. They open. It's never easy for them. It's always difficult. Yeah, that's that's all coaching too, you know. But yeah. you know, every, everybody got to be in sync. The Knicks are not in sync. You know, sh- shout out to Charlotte. Charlotte just picked up, um, you know, Kenny Atkinson. To me, I think that's like the best um, coach for them. You that know, is. they have a lot of guys that that um they like to run. You know, uh, you know, Kenny Atkinson is going to make these guys press and do a lot of do a lot of that type of thing. You know, you know what I'm saying. I think that's the best group for him. Because that group kind of reminds me of the Brooklyn Nets group that he had. You know, it might might be a little bit better because I mean the point guard is a little bit past force and stuff. So I think I yeah. think that group that's like the perfect coach for that group. Yeah, shout out to Kenny, man. Um, I think he he was a, he was a good selection for the for the Hornets. So let's see, because he could work with, he could work with PGs. We know that. 
Well, Definitely one thing, one thing about it, like say, we, we, like you know, this is this is uh, a podcast about the, about goons and shit like that, right? So I mean, Tom yeah. Thibodeau, you know, everybody wanted him here because he likes to curse and this, that, and the other. Tom Thibodeau, we are uh, like, we've come to find out that he is not a goon. You know, he's a maybe, maybe he's a bully. You know what I'm saying? I, I see straight through it. I, I, I want to call him other names too, but I, I don't want to be disrespectful. No, nah, bully is perfect. Bully is perfect. Yeah, but you know, a, a bully is is somebody that that could be a, a bully, and then like like people are intimidated by him. I think like he's just a bully, and people just like don't know what to do because he's like, okay, I did this, I did that, I'm doing everything he asked me to do, but he's still cursing me out. You know what I'm saying? That that to me is a, is a yeah. I, I want to say the other b word, you know, but like like I said, I can't I can't um curse out the, the old man. You know? That that's I leave it to the to the pictures that we that we got here. I'll put the picture up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I can't you know I can't you know call him the names I want to call him. You know, but you know, like, like I mean, yeah, a, a guy like Kenny Atkinson, he he is a tough guy, you know, because like he's asking the players to do X Y Z, but you know, Kenny Atkinson, that motherfucker got a six pack. He's out there working out just like them, because I mean, you have to have that mentality. You got to work out with the, with the guys, or at least have be be in shape too. That's where they, they can look at you with respect and say, well, this guy gets up every morning and runs. And then he comes and, and watches tape, and then he does all this and say he looked better than me. So so how does my coach look better than me? So I need to get out. That's leadership, you know. So that that's being a that's being a, a strong um that's being a man, you know. That's showing showing the um the guys that you're there with them, you know. That that to me that that is a goon. Like you you need goons like that on the squad. So yo man, look look at my coach. My coach is going crazy. The motherfucker don't sleep, you know. But yet still he get up and he got a six pack. He eating good and stuff like that. Yeah, I gotta get on that shit. You know, but like you look at Tom Thibodeau, motherfucker's fat, and he's roar, 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 you know, like yelling, roaring and stuff like that, man. This motherfucker, like he ain't got no kids, he ain't got no life but basketball, but we still can't win. Like, like you, you would think that somebody like that don't don't got no family. He, you know, it's just him and basketball, and he's all all this rough, rough, rough bullshit, and, and he still can't get it right. But then he wants you to be perfect. That's not that that that's the a, a recipe for disaster. You know, a guy like Jeff Van Gundy, he worked because he he damn near killed himself. A guy went bald, he's drinking Diet Coke, he, he drives a freaking beat up Honda <laughs> Civic. You know, the motherfucker don't give a fuck about his life. He just loves basketball. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it, he fit perfect for what we were trying to do at the time, you know, and, and which was um, like um, play tough New York, you know, a traditional New York City basketball. You know, this group here, man, look, look, at, these, look at these guys. Yeah, they you know look like goons, man. Yeah, there's some goons. <laughs> yeah, those, these are goons. Yo, Tom Thibodeau was not on the bench during this time. Tom Thibodeau came on for, with Jeff Van Gunny, you know, like like after the 99 season. You know, that's when Tom Thibodeau came. Tom Thibodeau was not here for this. You know what I'm saying? These, these guys here, they didn't need a coach to curse at them. They had Pat Riley. This team had Pat Riley. Pat Riley don't curse nobody out. You know, that, that's that's the freaking mafia killer, man. He, he don't curse nobody out. Yo, um, yo, Pat Riley was so ill. The motherfucker hair was was on um, perfectly um um combed with the gel back, and and he had spare suits because he used to be he used to be up. If he if he split his suit, um, he'll take call a timeout, go in the back, and put another suit on. Oh, Are you yeah, kidding that's me? Mafia shit. That's a mafia shit right there. So that that was the leadership there, the, the, the example. So if your coach is going ill like that. You know, it's not it's not the fact that he won with the Lakers because the Knicks weren't a fast break team. They weren't a running gun Showtime Knicks. They were fucking grinded out, punching. I'm about to say the N word, yeah, punching yeah. cats in the face. You know uh, what I'm saying? You know, about to go crazy. You're like punching cats in the face. Um, basketball. You know, it's a whole totally different game. So, it, so if if a if a coach is showing you that, listen, yo, we ain't playing like like how we played in L.A. I don't know what you guys thought, but you know, you guys can't do that. 
you know, this is what you can do. And I'm I'm here with you guys. I'm we're gonna figure it out. And then you can you can go to war with a dude like that. Yeah. So that, that's the that's the point with Tom Tibble. That's why I don't like him for for fans out there that keep saying, "Oh, huh, uh, you got to fire Tom Tibble. Who are you gonna get here? Huh? He's a what a great coach. What are you talking about? You know, guys like that. If if you're like that, let me take this picture off. If um if you're one of those people, you know, I I just feel sorry for you. I feel sorry for you that 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 you that you like that because you don't see the big picture. You don't you know you don't understand what I'm saying. You know, you don't you don't you don't get the the, the point I'm making here with that. You know, I'm not gonna run into the wall for for no motherfucker like like Tom Thibodeau. I think I think the frustration comes with with Tom Thibodeau, Thibodeau specifically, and um, the Celtics is beating the Warriors right now. It's crazy by four, but the I think the problem with Thibodeau is he should know better. I think that's the basis of everything. Like I think it's simple stuff that he should know better. You should know that Alec Burke is slowing down your offense. You should you want to talk about numbers? You should know Emmanuel quickly got a high got he makes Julius Randle better. The numbers show it on court shows it. He needs a guy like that at point guard. So if he makes the team's so-called best player better, why the hell is he not touching the court? Nobody on the planet will run a two-man game with Alec Burks and Julius Randle. You didn't see the tape. You got to watch the game four or five times straight in order for you to understand what's going get, on. Get the fuck. You know what I'm saying? That That's that's Tom Thibodeau. I, I don't need to see. I watched Nick games game twice, probably three times. I don't need to see a game three times to understand that that's not going to work. Yeah. Little, little stuff like that is very annoying, man. And, it, you know, I'm watching the Celtics and the Warriors, man. It's, these dudes make adjustments. I don't like the fact that Steve Kerr has not played Kaminga yet when he needs athleticism, but okay, Steve Kerr. And Draymond Green has a famous triple single with two points, four rebounds, three assists. Uh, listen, man. Knicks night. Knicks is so – we like two years away from being two years I don't, away. I don't, you know, I don't think so, man. I don't, I don't think we're, we're that far away. You know, we, we might be two years away, but as, as far as like building the team, we're not that far away. Like I was saying with Boston, like Boston could have been us at one point in the season. It could have been, like I said, it could have been a switch. They they could have they could have traded Jalen Brunson and they could have been in the doldrums. And then and then we uh, we could have um um you know uh, made made a better effort to, at, at the trade deadline to fix the team. And then if we if we go maybe on a winning streak or at least be mediocre in February, we're in the playoffs. And by and, and hopefully you know we we do the same thing that Boston did and gel down the stretch. And then you know we could have easily did that. We could have easily did that. One move, one move would would have changed all of that, you know, from either team. If Boston would have did what they did, they would be in the doldrums. And if we would have did something, um, you know, one little move extra, we probably could have been in the finals. Yeah, man. Or well, certain people check their egos at the door. Then maybe we could have we could have definitely made some noise. That February completely took us out of our zone. Yeah, sure. fucked us up. But I mean, you know, we're 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 close to we're very close to Boston. You know, I, I like even though they're in the finals right now and then they're playing well or whatever. I'm looking at their at their roster and I, I feel like I can beat them. <laughs> you know, I feel like with the Knicks, if if we was to fix the the on um, the team a certain way, which is not like so many so many moves, if, if we just do a tweak to to what we're doing offensively, get it get another voice in here and then make positive um, moves. You know, get rid of um Walker, get rid of everything everything that we say. You know, if we do that. I think I think we could possibly be in Boston spot, um, you know, this time next year. 
how you we could get the Boston spot. First of all, they got to give me a wing. Knicks got to get a wing. Got to get a wing. I, th- I think it's three things. They got to settle this Randall Obi situation. That's the first thing. The second thing is establish who the starting point guard is early. I would like for them to do that around draft time, around free agency time, before summer league. I would like an article to come out saying that, oh, we're going to go the quickly route. Because I'm I'm under the mindset right now that Emmanuel quickly is my starting point guard. Right. I'm not interested in Jalen Brunson like that for $20 million plus. Uh, I'm not interested in those other guards. Um, Colin Sexton, he could, I would love to have him in, but I haven't read no story, no links between the Knicks and Sexton. So, right, you know, let, let me let me let me show you a picture because we, we got we got to get into the goon stuff. <laughs> oh, does that man. do does that do anything for you? Yeah, man. <laughs> what, what did this dude do on the Lakers that needed that he needed to get to um to have attempted murder on, on him in, in the middle of, the, of a basketball game? You know, and, no, and nobody flinched. Look at everybody just watching. They didn't even flinch. Like, that's some regular shit that happened <laughs> back in the days, you know? Uh, you know, that, that was that was young uh, X-Men in, in, um, with the uh, Supersonics. Now, check out X-Men after he left the, um, the Knicks. He went to the Nets right after, um, you know, he went to Boston. Then went to the, Look, he's choking out Juwan Howard. The motherfucker never learned his lesson. You know, th- this had to be like 10 years apart, those two pictures. And he's still choking cats out. He was punking. He was punking on um, Pippen to the point Jordan had to come over. Like, hey, yo, man, what's up? Man? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You you need you need goons to to whatever. But listen, Jordan is a bigger goon. You know, Jordan Jordan is the one dropping 30, 45, 50 points in, in these games, and he's the one that that's um I'm not afraid. So if he's not afraid against the Knicks, what does that do for the rest of the team? So so my my question to you, right? Well, like like and and just as fans out there. Like who on the roster is is those guys for us? You know, you're talking about draft picks and stuff like that. You know, who who did we draft? You know that 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 um that is going to do that for us? You know, like we don't need people to be choked out. You know, like we don't need like we don't need this. You know, we don't need attempted murder out there. But we just need some some guys that 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 are going to um be strong. You know, be strong and and uh, and like little this guy's going is this guy's not going hard and not yelling and screaming and cursing. He's just a strong man. Who is the strong male example that, that I can get behind? And so it's weird because we got a team full of nice players. Oh man, it's not him. It should be though. That's the funny part. Like we got a, we got Look a team RJ. full of <laughs> RJ. Like yeah, I'm sick of his shit. <laughs> yeah, he's sick of his shit. But did he tell Julius Randle? Or is he? That's- is he? Um, is he telling the rest of his team like, listen, fuck Julius Randle. This is what we do. You know what I'm saying? Because if that if that occurred, then the team would would have um you know uh you know went uh, rallied around um RJ's leadership. I think I think so. It was a video where RJ Barry he called the guys over, and all of the young guys just ran up to him. So you could see like over the course of the season, RJ was taking the reins over in the leadership, as far as the locker room is concerned. Then you got the little mini reports of Mark Berman coming out saying, you know, um Randall's losing respect in the locker room. And like on the court, like you notice, like people, a lot of people stopped coming to pick up Randall when he fell on the floor and stuff like that. But it's not to say that he's a bad human being. It's not to say that um, I don't. I'm not going to accuse him of being a bad teammate. I've seen times where quickly has called Randall up to him, but I've seen also times where Randall 
has blamed quickly for little shit. So, so it, it 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 comes with maturity, man. I think Randall just he probably needed that last season to go like that. So, you know, sometimes God give his best soldiers the toughest battles, man. So maybe he probably need that, man. Just like his first season, because he was he was ass his first season. Yeah, I mean, but you know, as as far as being a leader, leader in all this, you know, I, I think um, Julius Randall had to go through this in order for him to self reflect. He has to self reflect. You know, he, he has to he has to come to grips with himself that he's just not that that not that guy. I'm trying to th- I'm trying to think of a player right now that um that uh that went went they were they were good but they went to another team or whatever. I guess you can go through through history like that where guys they think that they're the man. So I mean, even like, go back to the back in the days, Adrian Dantley, right? He's like one of the greatest scorers to ever ever uh, play in the NBA, but he never won. You know, he never won because he thought that that um that he was the man, that he was the best shot. And his teams never he never made anybody better. You know, his teams never won. You know, he was on Detroit with Isaiah Thomas and those guys, and they ended up trading him and eventually got Mark Aguirre over there, excuse me, and then they and then they won. You know, there's a lot of guys like that. I, I I'm gonna throw Melo out there. Melo is that guy. Melo is that guy. Melo is Adrian Dantley. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like he's you know, Melo is who he is, a super supreme scorer. You can't stop him, this, that, and the other. You know, but but he feels himself that he is the best shot on the court. You know, so so on, on the court, he's a he, he is not a good basketball player on the court as far as making the teammates better and and uh, projecting to win. Maybe off the court, he might buy guys shoes and and give them relationship advice or you know or whatever the fuck you know whatever he he he'll do. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, but um on the court, he's he he is he's like Julius Randle. Julius Randle might be a nice guy off the court, family man, and this that and the other smiling in pictures and, and working out with guys in the off season, you know, that, that's one thing, but like on the court, when you need that need um the, the leadership and you need somebody to be an example of, to follow on the court, Melo was not that guy. Well, and if he was, we would have won. My only defense against that is Melo best point guard in New York was Jason Kidd. Man. He that, was do you hear what you just said? You, you went from Melo and blamed the point guard. No, I'm saying his best point guard. I knew what we all knew what Melo was and what he wasn't. I knew he wasn't going to win a championship as like the the sole superstar. But at the same time, Melo is a, the type of player that if he would have put, if he would have just had a point guard, one of my thing, I believe he would have won. Won it all. I, but Melo also did a disservice to his own career because he he should have known better. I think him bluffing the Knicks. For the, the remember he bluffed the Knicks and said, Yeah, I'll go to the Nets. And James Dolan pressed the red button and said, The hell with that. <laughs> but look, look at the character though. That feeds into, into what I'm saying. That that look at the character. So listen, I, I'd rather extort um you know the Knicks to get me where I want to go rather than wait, play the game, see the game, see what the what the bigger picture is, and then get there, uh, you know, a dip, get there and try to win. He doesn't care about that. He just wanted to get to New York, and that's that was it. No, I think, I think, so it was an interview. I forgot what podcast it was, but he definitely did say that was a mistake. And he definitely owned up to that. He said, like, if if he had a chance, yo, Curry is making crazy threes right now. But he definitely said that if he had a chance to do it over again, he said that he would have did it a different way. And, you know, we all knew, like, he was supposed to, he's supposed to go with LeBron to Miami. It was supposed to be way... Mellow LeBron, 
Yo, let, let me tell you. Let me tell you something. There's a reason why Melo, I mean, um, LeBron in his prime did not want to play with Carmelo Anthony. You know what I'm saying? Because he got Dwayne Wade there and Bosh there, and he had plenty of opportunities to go play with, um, to to have Melo come over with him. You know, and he chose not to do that. Not, nah, Melo, Melo already sealed that deal when he signed. Remember, he's in Denver. He signed the um. He didn't sign the same deal that LeBron and them signed. He signed the. There um, you go. You see what I'm saying? There's a there's a, a whole story here. He didn't sign the same deal that LeBron's um 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 signed because LeBron had the foresight because he wanted to to put a team together to win a championship. Melo yeah. was like, "Nah, fuck that. I want that extra year. I'm gonna get my get my my, my, my money. I want my endorsements and I want my um you know my my lala. I want I want all these different things so so everyone could see me like this. And he's not thinking about winning. Yeah, yeah. Another player who said that was Tracy McGrady. Tracy McGrady said he wished he would have um, known sooner, man. He would have treated his career differently. Like he said, at first he cared more about scoring titles than winning. That was the interview with him and Kobe Bryant when he said right. it was to Kobe Bryant. So, like, it's a lot of Perfect example with those huh? two. Okay. Yeah, yeah, perfect on contrast. Yeah, so it's it's crazy how, like, certain NBA players, like, in their careers, like, they look back at it and they say stuff like that. Um, who's who's another NBA player? I would say Allen Iverson, but I don't I don't think he fit that category because Allen Iverson, I felt like he always wanted to win. I felt like his management did him a disservice, and not him doing them a disservice. Yeah. I felt like he wanted to win. Like Iverson character was was never questioned, <laughs> even though he he wasn't a real practice guy. Because I was watching. Um, a documentary on Iverson recently, and Larry Brown. One of one of Larry Brown things about that motherfucker, Larry Brown. Man. Oh my god, I just he, had he's a bitch too, man, Larry Brown. <laughs> because I mean, like, if, with Larry Brown during during his tenure when he was a coach, or whatever, when he was on Detroit, it started with Detroit because he won the championship, and then he went to you know Philly or whatever came first, right? You know, yep. uh, he's always talking about playing the right way, playing the right way. And get the fuck out of here with that bullshit, playing the right way. You know, you know what I'm saying? Because it's really just play his way. You know, same with thing like Tom Thibodeau, same Tom Thibodeau, uh, you know, background. The thing with Allen Iverson, the reason why he went, he didn't win, is because Philly did him, like you said, did him a disservice and did not get, um, try to build, um, get him like a, a secondary player in his prime. You know, they 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 just um squeezed him for everything that he had, and then once once um they couldn't squeeze no more, then they got rid of him. You know, saying that that's bullshit on their part. You know, and they you know they they did the whole oh he don't practice stuff to throw the um to throw the attention off of the front office. You know, because meanwhile he don't practice. Okay, so if he don't practice, then bring somebody in there that that Iverson respects that he that he might, um, you know, uh, you know, you know, you know, accept that role with with yeah. the practicing. You know, because because to Allen Iverson, Allen Iverson said, "Listen, I'm I'm gonna score fifty tonight. I don't need to go to practice, <laughs> motherfucker. I need to I need to take a nap because I'm about to drop sixty on these motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, Iverson was. Yeah, that's a once in a. Lifetime player, man. Probably well, yo, that. I, I want to I want to uh, talk about the Kobe and, and T Mac thing real quick because I mean, like when T Mac came in there, he was playing with Vince Carter in Toronto. He should have stayed. You know, the, the reason why he left is because he wanted his own team. Yeah, he wanted you know? to be the man. He That's wanted to be the man, and no, you hear no, that but, shit. But but um, also, if you watch um his interviews, he also said like his coach was just being disrespectful. Like his coach wasn't. That's an excuse. That's a losers make excuses, bro. Losers say, you know what? The coach was, was was doing this to me. You're a loser, fam. 
And if you look at T-Mac, what is T-Mac? T-Mac is a loser. He's a Hall of Famer, maybe. You know what I'm saying? But he's a loser. You know, uh, Kobe Bryant, uh, he went to the Lakers, you know, through the grace of God, went to the Lakers. Shaq was there, you know, and, um, you know, he, he didn't say, like, yo, um, I want my own team. He told Shaq that you're fat. Even though you even though you you dropping 30 points a game, 15 rebounds, and doing whatever you do, you're a fat piece of shit. You know what I'm saying? And, and uh, I'm the leader here, not you. You know what I'm saying? Get your ass in shape and maybe I'll pass you the ball. So so I think so it's funny how you said um Kobe has Shaq, right? So I think that I think the T Mac thing, he would have won if Grant Hill stays healthy. You know what I'm saying? Because Grant Hill was the leader. Grant Hill would have been the example. Exactly. So Grant Hill, I think even though T Mac would have been scoring crazy, he still would have been T Mac. But Hill would have been like that because you you need that other guy. You know what I'm saying? I think. Yeah. I think you need so a I, man. I, I give you, you an need, example. I give you need example. a man. Grant Hill's yeah. a fucking man. So RJ Barrett. So in a situation like that, I think RJ Barrett be a great leader, right? But he needs somebody that's more talented than him, like a, a T-Mac per se, in order to like for in order for us to reach that next level. That's why I, like when I look at prospects, draft prospects and stuff like that, I want somebody with some athleticism and somebody with some pop. You know what I'm saying? Like hey, yeah. I, I, that's that was a great that was a great comparison, man. That was a great contrast. I don't think T Mac is a loser. I think you he's a loser. I, I think he's a loser. What did he win? What did he win? He was hurt. That's a fucking excuse. Losers no, make excuses. Nah, no, losers so make hurt. excuses. He was hurt. When losers he was hurt, make excuses. He was hurt. Don't do that. Don't do losers that. make excuses. That's 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 it. Losers make excuses. Yo, listen. Listen. Why am I fat? Because I'm a lazy bastard. Not because my wife keeps buying Oreos. You know what I'm saying? But you can't do that. We I'm a, that back yo, if we if we're talking about yo, let, let's go play ball. I can't play ball, man. You know this that, and the other. I'm a fucking loser. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm I'm a loser. Why am I a loser? You know, I'm, I'm at the I'm at, at the pool with a t-shirt on. I'm a fucking loser. So, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna blame my wife for not cooking um hearty meals at home, or I'm gonna blame oh I eat 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 a, eat a lot of um I eat outside a lot. I don't eat at home. You're a fucking loser. All that is excuses. I got I got a rebuttal for you. So how you felt? How you oh good pass, Jordan fool. So how you feel about Brandon Roy? You felt like Brandon Roy was that's not the same thing. Brandon Roy got hurt. But T Mac got hurt too. No, he did not. He didn't get hurt uh, to to the point where where he couldn't have uh, won um during the time he lost because of him. He lost nah, because he, of the decisions that he made. Nah, I, he should have stayed in Toronto. So that right there, I agree with. But in Orlando, so Orlando is like a it's 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 like a wishy washy thing because remember we just said Grant Hill had got hurt, right? And um he we. Both acknowledged like he was the true leader. So once Grant Hill got hurt, yes, T Mac was winning scoring titles, but he also was losing in the first round of playoffs. And his coach, right now, who's coaching in the league currently, who was Doc Rivers at the time, lost a three-one lead as well. So his coach Doc Rivers a bitch too. Doc Rivers won one because of KG and Ray Allen and those guys. You know, and that's a fact. Yeah, I, I think it was a lot of factors as far as like. Uh, Tracy McGrady is concerned, but you are right though. Like his decisions early in his career was what led him male ego. 
you know, you know, hindsight is always twenty twenty. Now, like T Mac is my age. He's like forty something, like 40, yeah. 42 or whatever. So now he looks at he's he's the OG now. He got the knowledge now. You know, looking back, he can say what what he did wrong and stuff. But at the time, you know, that ego was so overwhelming that nobody could say nothing to him. That's Listen, he went. To, not only did he go to um to um to Orlando, he went to Houston. He played with freaking Yao Ming over there. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? They had they had a small opportunity over there to 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 be great. And, but they just couldn't do it. You know, there was no leader over there. T-Mac was supposed to have been the leader. He has the experience. He never was able to do that. He's a fucking loser. And you can't blame the fact that Yao Ming got hurt and this and the other. And that's the reason. No. You know, they had their opportunity. They had freaking Yao Ming over there in his prime with T-Mac that, that was basically in his prime, leaving his prime. He was still a good player. You know, and, and around them, they still had good players around those, those guys there. You know, so how come they couldn't win it in the in the West at that time? I think um so I think his in his Houston tensure, T Mac, so he had got so all right, boom. I know exactly what happened. So the first year when he was in Houston, he was healthy, right? But Yao Ming had got hurt in the playoffs. I remember vividly because he lost to Dallas, I believe. And then the very next season, that's when T Mac got hurt. And Yao Ming was healthy. So, like, his his Houston experience was, like, up and down. And it's crazy because one of those years they had got um, – I think they had got Ron Artest. And I was like, oh, I think they could try some. And then Mac had got hurt. He kept, he kept getting hurt. One, great talent, yo. He was Hall of Fame talent. Um, You kind of wished he, he didn't make decisions like that. The one player that reminded me of T-Mac right now is Jason Tatum. And it's nice to see that Jason Tatum was like the bipolar opposite of T-Mac. But at the same time, like they was, they're both supreme talents. T-Mac and T-Mac was also supposed to join the Philadelphia 76ers as well in 1999. But the worst GM in NBA history, Billy King, had backed out of that deal. So that's why... Iverson was also never able to get a second superstar over there. And, oh, oh, and one more thing that I learned, draft drafting bad. Remember how we drafted Frank Nelikilo over Donovan Mitchell? So the South, I mean, the 76ers drafted Larry Hughes. Guess who they drafted him over? I said, God damn, you got to miss like that. It was a miss. You can't draft Larry Hughes over Paul Pierce and Dirk Nowitzki. Shit like that, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> crazy. Like that sets you back, man. That sets you yeah. back. <laughs> well, listen, who who um who was the um the culprit? What team was that? What team was the culprit? What, what you mean? Um, uh, like who who, who did that? Who drafted on Larry Hughes? Billy King I from got, Philadelphia, uh, right? Yeah. That and who did you just say? Say his name again. Billy King. Fucking idiot loser. <laughs> He's a loser. You know what I'm saying? Losers, losers throughout life, basketball and in, in everyday life are all consistent, bro. I'm telling you, they're all fucking consistent, no matter what you do. You could be at work doing what you do, doing what I do for a living. There's a reason why why um the, the people are the way that they are, man, because they're fucking losers. You know, winners win, not not always because oh they're lucky. No, a, a lot of times, a lot of times, the, um they they through through the way that they do things, the winning comes to them because that's how they are. You know, that's that's they, they just have the formula and the mentality to 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 eventually win at some point. You know, you know what I'm saying? 
that's that's a fact. That's a fact of life, man. Yep, that's a fact yep. of life. So I got so example. I I give you another example. Um, Gilbert Arenas. Now, when you say loser, I consider him a loser. Now, Gilbert, yo, this man, he his he had a three year stretch where you looked at him, he was like, he's next up. He did not work hard, though. That was a problem. And he was selfish. <laughs> so, it, it, so yeah, I know you've seen, I know you've seen, like, the, the Vlad the Vlad TV videos of, with him talking. The motherfucker had, had a locker room full of guns. You fucking dick. You know what I'm saying? You're a loser. You ain't trying to win. What are you bringing all those guns to the NBA locker room for? That means you, that you don't care about basketball. You you care about, about your, your stupid, um, like, oh, I'm going to just show these guys up. I'm joking around and this, that, and the other. Yo, what about the winning? You know, it's in, in your prime. In Washington, he played with Larry Hughes. Larry Hughes was playing was was decent at the time. He was like a steals leader and all this. He had he had Antoine Walker. No, excuse me, um, Antoine Jameson. Excuse me. He had he had a, he had a few guys over there that they could have won with. The reason why they like, they lost is because he's he's um too busy fucking with um with um guys that went on to kill their 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 girlfriends and they're serving life prison prison stuff. You you went too busy um wanted to show him up in practice with with a table full of guns. You know, rather than than um, you know, set the table for for your you and and everyone else, and set the example for everyone else to follow you to win the championship. That's a difference between a winner and a, and a, and, a, and a loser. So, this is why I love R.J. Barrett. This is when I, when I see like 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 you know a winner when you see one, right? Dude deletes his Twitter, so you know he locked in right locked in right now. Who's that, R.J.? Yeah, RJ deleted all social media. I, I saw that too, man. Man, you know, locked in right yeah, now. I, I got a rebuttal for all that shit, yo. Like, shout out to my sister. I don't yeah. know if my sister's watching. My sister, every time you look around, she's she's um like uh, deleting her or, or or putting her her, t- her social media on t- on timeout. I'm like, yo, you're not on Twitter no more. No, you know, I needed a break. You know, this is too much of it. I mean, get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, um, just, just uh, allowing yourself to, to even say that and think that is the reason why you feel like you need to get rid of it. Get the fuck out of here. You know what I'm saying? It's just social media. It's, it's something that that's not important. Like, if if you made if you made it that way and made it to a point where it's stressing you out and now you can't get on with your life because of, of social media, man. You know that there's something else going on there. there. There's something else going on there, and that that in turn will cause an argument between between me and my sister whatever and then that you know but the argument becomes something else and that's something else that it became is the fucking problem you know not the social media you know that you want to argue with me about the social media but the problem that 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 that, that we're arguing about after that argument now that you don't like the way that I'm talking to you or you don't like the way that I'm saying something well that's the fucking problem you know and that's the reason why that's what the reason why losers lose and winners win that's a fact yeah, you stressed out about social media. Why? Because all oh, your my um, you know, uh, you know, somebody posted a picture of your boyfriend back in the days, and it makes you feel uncomfortable. So you know what? I'm gonna delete social media because it's too stressful. And you know, the the problem is right there. <laughs> that was the problem. You know, not social media. You see, you see how your man Tim's are like we don't watch film. <laughs> so I, so yeah, he, he's I, a fucking idiot. He's a loser. <laughs> you tell me we don't watch film. You know, all these damn Knicks podcasts out there is not just us. There's hundreds of us out there are making podcasts and stuff like that. We watch film, motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? You can don't tell us that we don't watch no damn film. Get the fuck out of here, man. Yeah, I, yeah. I was, I was like, yo, get the fuck out of here, bro. You know, I'll be up four in the fucking morning looking at fucking shit for the Knicks. I could, yeah. I don't, I could be 
wiping my ass right now. You talking about all oh, watch fucking film? Fuck yeah, you. You you got allergies and stuff. You almost, you almost um didn't pop on tonight. You know I made you get on here. You know you know what I'm saying? But you know motherfuckers walking around here not getting paid um on no money doing the shit for um for for shits and giggles for fun. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna tell us that we don't watch film, man. Man, fuck you, man. And that, that's another reason why I want to go. Cause I need somebody to curse back at him. Like, like I've. But yo, it's not. It's not even about that. Yo, if Tom Thibodeau was was all, I'll be like, yo, man, shut the fuck up, man. Like that, you know. Or if he's talking that shit, whatever. I, I don't gotta curse him out and disrespect him. I could just be like, I could just. He could say whatever he's gonna say, and as soon as he finished. I mean, let me get my guys here, yo. Don't worry about what he's saying, man. What we need to do is this on the other. You understand? Blah, 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 blah. And then that's let's let's play. Forget what Tom Thibodeau was saying and the way that he's saying it. Don't let him get into your head. You know what I'm saying? Because because he he's trying to get off on you, and then he's gonna blame his shortcomings on you. You know, he's gonna blame. Oh, the reason why we lost was because we were young and because the guys are not running the plays right. They need more practice. No, no. You know what I'm saying? Don't don't let someone else get into your mind to that to that degree. But you know, you don't necessarily get that way until you get that experience. But but people that have experience, that's the leadership. People that have that mindset um, about the, about that that type of thing, you know, they, they're the they're the ones that um they, that that, uh, that you need to um help lead out here. Yo, shout out to to this guy here. He seems to to like um the, to um you know uh, mess up the um thing here. You know, we've been blocking <laughs> you. You know, so. So just um politely suck my dick, okay? <laughs> you know you you want you want to um to to spam the page, man. Well, suck my dick, okay? All right, so have have a, have a good day. You know. So are you are you watching the finals game right now? Off and on. So I'm watching it, and I'm watching the players that's on the court. I'm watching the lineups that's on the court. Payne Pritchard. So the lineup right now for the Celtics. Is Robert Williams at center? Uh, Derek Derek White. You got Marcus Smart. You got Tatum, and you got Brown. Right. The Knicks right now. You could throw. You could throw Mitch out there. You put Reddish at the four. You put um RJ at the three. You put Grimes at the two, and then you put quickly at the one. Run some small ball out there with one big on the court. Oh, that's a good steal. Hey, you man. Oh, Jalen Brown with the finish. Jalen, he's definitely getting finals MVP. Oh, my God. All right, listen, back back to the goon stuff, man. Back to the goon stuff. I'm going to throw something up here. Like, uh, remember remember Julius Randle when when he had that big argument with um, with Goldberg and stuff, and it, it turned into a big thing? And, uh, you know, Donovan Mitchell was about to start arguing with them, and then uh, Rudy Gay pulled him away. You know that that's leadership. You know you know what I'm saying. But Julius Randle, he's just running his mouth, not doing nothing, causing a dis a dis um disruption. Who was who had his back? Nobody. Nobody had his back. Nobody was there arguing with him. Nobody was pushing. Nobody was trying to pull him away. Everybody walked away and was like, "Man, fuck this guy." You know what I'm saying? So I, I'm gonna show you a, a, a clip now. I'm gonna I'm gonna post a clip, you know, here of um of our of um the captain. They call him the captain. You know, so I, I'll just play the video now. So it's, you know, it goes on and there's a little, you know, confrontation down under the basket and the tape stops. You know, it's the game films. That was the way it was. You know, they didn't show all the free throws or anything. But all of a sudden, this one started up. And it was 
Oh, 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 off his shoulders, and he just kind of went along. Oh, 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 his team. <laughs> Rudy Russo had a broken jaw, and Henry Finkel had a broken jaw. I know a couple of guys and got punched, and it wasn't even involved in the fight. Uh, yeah, 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 I kind of remember that. And the league wanted to put me out of the league with that, and, but, they, but they had the film of it, and they showed that Rudy threw the first punch. Yeah, so the, the reason why I posted that is because like um uh something popped off, right? And instead of running your mouth like a bitch, you know, and not like a like a leader, like a like a leader, instead of running your mouth and arguing with the refs and stuff like that, something happened. Willis Reed took it upon himself and, and he didn't need nobody to hold him back, or everybody couldn't hold him back because because he's such a strong fucking dude. He knocked out everybody that had a Lakers uniform. That was the Lakers. You know, they were wearing the the um the old Minneapolis um uniform, they had the blue and white. You know what I'm saying? So he just he just was knocking knocking out whoever was there. You know what that is, bro? You know that that's that the difference between Julius Randle what he did and what Willis Reed did. Do you know what the difference is? Willis Reed is a fucking man. You know what I'm saying? Willis Reed is a man. You know he knocked everybody out. You know, and and that's it. Nobody can tell him nothing. Nobody can say nothing to, to Willis. You know, and after the fact he was he, he accepted the fact that he might get kicked out the league and stuff. But you know they they ruled in in favor of, of him saying that, that he didn't start the fight. But you know you know what that does to the team. The the team yeah. is like yo this motherfucker Willis Reed is gonna kill everybody for us out this motherfucker. Yeah, yeah my, you motherfucker, I'm going out there with an injured ankle and all that for Willis Reed. You bucket, my, yeah. my team running out like Will, that. Will, Willis Reed is killing everybody in that motherfucker <laughs> for for that game, bro. You know what I'm saying? This is what um Julius Randle's gonna do for you. You know what I'm saying? This is what Julius Randle's gonna do for you. This is what Julius Randle's gonna do for you here on the screen. But you know what I'm saying? Willis Reed will kill every motherfucker in the arena for the Knicks, bro. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? That's why he's the fucking captain. It, yeah, yeah. And that's why he's not a loser, and Julius Randle's a fucking loser. Yeah, like Pudge, like you gotta understand, like people, like we get on, people get on Randle because it's out of respect. He should know better. This is why people get on Tibbs. Tibbs should know better. You can't do that in this era, but at the same time, you can still show some toughness on the court. You could, you could, I'll give you an example, Trav. And sounds sounds to you, Trav. I'll be back on Twitter on um, Summer League, bro. I seen I seen your question. I, I'll give you an example with Julius Ram. Remember the game when he pushed Cam Johnson and then he got thrown out of the game? Do you remember what transpired after he got thrown out of the game? We got smoked, and Cam Johnson had a, a, a game-winning three on us. I remember that. That stuff like that, you can't have that from the team's leader, the so-called best player. You can't have shit like that. Give you another example. Um, I was watching a podcast. I was watching Gilbert Arena's podcast. Um, he's a loser, great basketball player, great talent. Love his pod. But he, I was watching um, Kenyon Martin, right? So Kenyon Martin said – that when he first had got paid, so remember when he first got paid, he went to Denver, right? So that was Carmelo Anthony's second year in the NBA. And he said he could have went to management and said, look, listen, man, I want the ball. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about Melo and Spella. I'm the highest paid on the team. But he said, nah, I wasn't going to do that because that could have um, put him in a shell. I wanted him to grow. That's a great teammate. That's I, I want people like that on my team. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I want people 
who don't give a fuck about their stats. I want people who care about winning. If it was about winning from if if it was about winning from Big Dog Jew last year, we don't need him to take 20 shots. We don't even need him to take 15 shots a game. We right. just need him to impact winning. So if that's rebounding, making the right pass, not holding the fucking ball for 15 seconds in the shot clock, holding himself accountable, coming to the presses at the games when we lose by 20, instead of having R.J. Barrett come to, yo, he missed nine out of 10 presses one time. He was doing a losing streak. And I'm like, yo, why the fuck is R.J. Barrett at the presser and not this man? I want, to, I want him to speak. I don't want to speak to R.J. Barrett. I don't want to speak to the 21-year-old. I want to speak to the 27-year-old who's making $117 million. So it's only about I, I, I don't want to hear what losers have to say, though. He's a fucking loser. I don't want to hear what the loser got to say. Well, let, let me let me just um, touch on some things you said. You, you mentioned Cam Johnson. I want to mention that. But my, my man, Trav, shout out to Trav. Shout out to everybody in the chat. I, I, we didn't get a chance everybody. to say what up. You know, um, you know Geraldine in the, in the beginning, you you got, um, you know, a couple other guys too, man. But, yo, know, I just want to talk about what, he, what he's saying. That you can't do that in this era. Kenya Martin. You know, Kenya Martin in the era that, that he was in. Kenya Martin was a crazy motherfucker. Kenya Martin yes. will kill everybody out there. He'll yeah, kill yeah. Everybody, everybody out there for winning. You know, he's not going to sabotage the game. You know, but but he's he's gonna um stick up for whoever he needs to stick up. He's gonna do whatever he needs to do to to um to win, and um he's not gonna do it for for um you know uh for for an ego thing. He's doing that almost simply for the for the simple fact of winning that basketball game. You know what I'm saying? He he could easily Kenya Martin his skill set. He could easily average 18 a game. You know, 20 a game. You know, he got close. You know, Jay Kidd helped him get there, but he chose to play a, a certain role and whatever he did it well. You know, he, he just did it well. In, in this era, the era of, uh, of um, like, uh, the referees are uh, watching everything and reviewing everything and stuff like that, a man is a man at all times, fam. You know what I'm saying? A man is going to be a man at all times. You know, so, like, like how, how a, a man ca- carries himself and what and whatever, like, um, like that, that trickles down. Like, if people see that, like, real recognize real. So if somebody, um, like, you know, you know, it, it, it's just like the what, what, um, what guys look up to. Like, if everybody on the, on the roster – I got an example yeah. for you. Remember when Randall and Kimball Walker was next to each other and they said they the heart and Randall said they the heartbeat of the team and Kimball Walker like gave him that New York face. Like, motherfucker, if you don't like it, it, it's one of those like you front running right now. Yeah, I, I don't believe you. So, like you, you said it, but that don't mean it's true. But at the same time, Kimball Walker need to tell that motherfucker that. You know, and if he yeah, and I, if and if that don't work out, then he needs to get everybody else on, on board. Yeah. But it also, it also too, the, the front office ha- has to get the, the personalities in order, too. You know, you, you cannot have uh, a guy like Julius Randle uh, on a team with a bunch of Julius Randles because you're just going to be – you're just going to lose crazy. You know, but – and also, too, you can't have Julius Randle disrupting what you're building. You're building – you got a lot of character guys coming up in the youth, but then the main leader is uh, is um drowning them, you know, drowning them as the leader. And, and they, they see it. They You know, the, all these young guys that we got, they all together. They all together and they get it. You know what I'm saying? But – the guy in front, ahead of them is um is is drowning them in, in his bullshit. You know? Yeah. And and yeah, I totally agree with this that we definitely need an alpha. Good shot by Clay Thompson. Warriors up by one. It is four. I, I got I got another statement about alphas, but go ahead. But you know, yo, we need so when it comes to like alpha males, right? And an alpha dog on the team, you can't it can't necessarily be RJ Barrett right now. He's too young. And you were hoping it's Julius Randle, but after the season that he just had, I don't know how much respect he would have in that locker room. So that's why I would like to bring on, and I don't think Derrick Rose is the 
the rah-rah type of vet. You know what I'm saying? Like Derrick Rose look like he just drinks his mimosas and he just minds his fucking business. Well, you know? well what what's the what is an alpha male? Um uh, alpha, in a basketball sense, Patrick Beverly. That's a that's an alpha male in the locker room. Like one of those guys, like if if let's say Randall Salkin on the bench, Pat uh, go up there and like, yo, yo, big fella. Fuck no no, what's up with you, big fella? Like we yo, we need you. Like you you bugging right now. Like get your head in the game. Like we didn't have those guys. Alec Burks, he ain't walk, he ain't walking up to no rookie or no young dude and, and teaching them the game. Like he's not doing what Andre Eagle Dollar did the other night for Andrew Williams that everybody seen on Twitter. Like he's not doing that. It's like certain things, it's the makeup. And it's the makeup of the team. We need more like I would welcome more hotheads like Julius Randle if we're going to keep Julius Randle on this team. But I will also welcome a trade. And we could ship, ship, send him right to Portland for that seventh pick, or he can eat nice chopped cheeses in Sacramento for that uh, fourth pick. Um, Portland Listen, man, back, back, get on, stay on, on topic, man. The freaking alpha male. What is the alpha male? Um, back on um, Burks, not Burks, um, Patrick Beverly's an alpha male. Why? Because he's always acting crazy. That's an alpha male. Nah, because you could tell the leadership of the team. Every team that he goes to, they win. And you could tell how, how the, the 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 team gravitates towards him. You could tell how the fan base gravitates towards him. You could just see it through the TV. You can see when a guy's a leader on the team. You can see where other guys respect him. And and the biggest thing, look at the jump in the Timberwolves winning wins as well. They had no alpha males in that locker room. Carl Anthony Towns is not an alpha male. He's not a he's not a he's he he's not an alpha male. Um D'Lo. He's not an alpha male. Anthony Edwards can be an alpha male, but he's too young. You know what I'm saying? He's 21. He's still wet behind the ears. It's all now, subjective. If you if you're an alpha male, you always been an alpha male. Yeah, you but know what I'm saying? You, you don't just be um like one year you're not an alpha male, next year you're an alpha male. No, nah, it don't work that way. Not you know? as far as like a locker room is concerned, like the uh, a young a younger player is not gonna step on a, a vet player's toes. That's what I mean by that. Like they'll listen. So we need more players who I think guys. You got repeat that again. I gotta I gotta process it. What you just said. So, a young player in a in a locker room, right, is not gonna step on a vet player's toes because you know he's pussy. Saying? That's why. Nah, it, nah, nah. I think that's just locker room culture. I mean, like. Nope. I don't. No, I don't just know just bring. You're not. You're right. But then I, I like I agree to disagree because you can say yeah that's soft, but at the same time if I'm a 19 year old rookie, and I'm coming in I'm going to listen to my vet I'm not going to really try to step on his toes like my first two years in the league like I'm not I'm just, I'm just getting it. No. So you, I so you think Anthony Edwards is that I think he's a dog right? We know Pat Beverly is a dog. But Edwards is going to listen to Pat Beverly. That that's what that's where I'm trying to go with that. You know what I'm saying? Like Towns, we know he's better than Pat Beverly, but he's going to listen to him if Pat Beverly calls him over. That that's what I mean by like uh, alpha male, one of those guys, one of those the rah-rah guys, man. We need one of those guys. Taj Gibson is not that. Derrick Rose is not that. It's we it's all subjective. Know. The whole alpha male stuff. You know uh -huh. who started saying alpha males? People that think they're alpha males. People that think they're alpha males start saying, "Oh, I'm an alpha male." 
You know what I'm saying? You're an alpha male. Hey, how about this? Suck my dick. You know what I'm saying? Now what you gonna do? Alpha male? You know what I'm saying? What you gonna do? I'm gonna make a phone call. Yo, I'm blood. I'm gonna make a phone call. You know what I'm saying? Or, or I'm, I'm a crip. I'm gonna make a phone call. You're still a pussy into, into, until the, until the, until your phone call, until they answer the phone call, right? Or until they pull up, right? <laughs> you know what, you know what I'm saying? Just for the simple fact that you're even involved in that shit, this tells me what, what, what type of person that you are. You, you, you get what I'm saying? Like uh, an alpha male is, is somebody that that um that is a man at all times. You know what I'm saying? How do they how do they be become that? You know that's their own personal journey, this that and the other. But you are a man at all times. You you know what I'm saying? Like like if if another man is he's a he's a veteran, this that and the other. Like a lot, like just because he's a veteran on the team does not pull me off my square. Doesn't make me uh, oh I, I gotta act a certain way because he's a vet. No, that's just not how it works. You know, yeah. say how how it works is that the veteran is going to see me how I'm moving and say that's the guy right there. You know what I'm saying? That's the guy. You know what I'm saying? Like like an, an alpha male is going to see a, another dude and see him um the, see his personality like a like a Carl Anthony Towns and saying like like um Jimmy Butler, that's not the guy. That's you know, <laughs> and he's fucking driving me crazy. Get me off this team. You know what I'm saying? There's a bunch of pussies on this team. Get me off this team. You know what I'm saying? Even take it back to like outside of basketball. Just bring it to regular life. Like um, like in, like in your job. Like you work around people. Or you work with people. Like you know, if this guy pops up today, like you're gonna have a bad day. You know, because this guy is this that, and the other. But you know, you know, you know, if you got you see another name on the schedule and you know you work with them, you know you can rock with that guy. You know, you know what I'm saying? Because you because you respect him and he and in return he respects you because he knows how you are. You know, he recognized you as being like whatever the alpha male stuff. The only only people that say they're alpha males um, call themselves alpha males. You know, guy guys that 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 um that wear um uh, 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 men's cologne and, wear, and put the lotion on and and this that and the other. Those are the guys that think they're alpha males. You know, so the guys with the freaking Jerry with the S curls and and the freaking um now now they got dreads now and they go to the beauty salon and get dreads. You know, and then they come, they go to the party and they be smoking, they be drinking like, yeah, yeah, nigga. Yo, you, <laughs> that's not an alpha male, but they think that they are because of, because of, of, of the stigma and all this side of the other. You know what I'm saying? Alpha, alpha males are, are, is a man. And, and and if you don't know what that what that is, then then you have no idea. Um, um then, then you're not an alpha male. <laughs> Straight like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, Julius Randle's not an alpha male. He could be raw, raw he could be all like tough, raw, I'm so mad. You, you know, you, you're a loser. I see. So, out of, uh, so it's funny, out of our young players, <laughs> it, right? Well, you get what I'm saying, guys. You get what I'm saying, guys. That, that you, when you shake their hand, and now your hand smell like cologne all fucking day. You know what I'm saying? That guy just jerked off before he came to work with his cologne and stuff, and he can't get the smell out of his hands. You know, you know, you know what I'm saying? And now, now he put the scent on you now. You know what I'm saying? He put the scent on you because he wants all the women to be turned off by by the shit that that um that you know. It's all subliminal stuff. I'm trying to tell you, man. I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm, you know, you you always give me hype about <laughs> certain things. I got two more points too that I I, I, I want to get on, but go ahead. No, man, I'm just I'm I'm watching this game, man, and you looking at the alpha male on the court, Draymond Green, Steph Curry's an alpha, Clay's an alpha. Who's not an alpha? Andrew Wiggins. So it could it could work. You get what I'm saying? You just you just need certain type of personalities that fit together. I think RJ Barrett can can fit that role of a goon. I think he has it in him. My only thing with RJ Barrett is can you can you scream a little more? Can you can you snarl a little more? Can I get some more ugly faces, man? After you're done. 
can you? That's, but that's not alpha. That's no, not necessarily no, alpha. It starts to show confidence when you start showing confidence to you. It bleeds. It bleeds out to the team. That shows it to you though. Nah, it doesn't show it to me. That shows it to other NBA players. They need to start fearing the Knicks. Nobody fears the Knicks. They feared us during that almighty. Push. So if the Knicks went around, the Knicks went around doing this on the court like that, that makes them on more alphas. <laughs> that's that's how I felt last the season before this season. <laughs> that's how it felt. It felt like we had a bunch of gremlins on the court. Randall was ugly. He had a uh, ugly afro. He was making every mid range jumper known to man. Reggie Bullock <laughs> couldn't miss. Archie Barrett couldn't miss. Alfred Payton ugly ass was getting seven assists per game. So. I know, I know it could it could happen. It's just the it's the right mix and the right combination. I, I what I would like for you to do is um if you have all the Warriors, oh Steph Curry is hot as fire right now. Um um can you pull up the uh, free agency for this offseason? Because free we can, for the offseason? Yeah, we could still make moves in this offseason because it's always signing trades and stuff. But I, if we can identify at least two to three guys that kind of like fit that that personality, that mindset of uh, of a goon. But also, I think another thing too, low key that I want, I want the Knicks to go back to the old formula they used to have too as well, the, from two thousand to um, two thousand ten, but like a remixed version of it. So like. The Knicks had a habit of getting former All Stars um, on their back leg, but getting they was getting these All Stars and actually depending on those set or former All Stars to actually produce and help um, will actually be the reason why we win the games. Um, but it's a couple of former All Stars right now that is either a free agent or they're probably on the trade block right now. I probably won't say no names because I don't want to. I don't want the chat to start going crazy on me. But like one that comes to mind right now, like that's in free agency, is probably like Demarcus Cousins, like a crazy motherfucker like that. I know he's not a leader, but he's a goon. He's a good teammate, and I know that when he's on the court, he's not gonna let nobody push RJ Barrett or, or punk one of those young guys. You know what I'm saying? Like somebody like that who's intimidated, like Mitch. I, I love Mitchell Robinson. He's not. He's not intimidating yet. He's not. He's not. He's he's not intimidating. He's still a goofball to me. Like maybe because we drafted him and I'm I, I've seen him for four years, so I'm just so used to like Mitch being a goofball. But like a guy like Cousins, uh, Rondo. Rondo's a good example. Good looking brother. Um, well, I mean, you know, like a guy like Mitchell Rose, the reason why he that he that he's not considered that way because look at the way he talks. Every time he gives an interview, like, oh, he's like, oh, he sounds like fucking Popeye and shit. You know, he's what young saying? though. Like, he's young. That's though. bullshit. The young, the young stuff is bullshit because then people say, oh, he's old. Y'all don't want the vets on. You say that. You say that. I don't want the vets on his team because this, that, and the other. You know, that's that's all of that is bullshit. All that is bullshit. Look at look at the Celtics. They got they got vets and they got they got rookies. Look at the um look at Golden State. They got vets and they got rookies. But just yeah. look, look who's on the court. It, no matter if they're vets or rookies, they still got the same personality. They still got the same you know winning um thing about them. Unselfish. You know, very unselfish. A goal, yeah. Good defense, Warriors. Good defense. But yo, the Warriors you know, is very unselfish. But that goes with your leader. Stephen Curry is one of the most unselfish leaders in, uh, in NBA history. He might be the best leader of all time. Yeah, but yo, know, like you, you mentioned, um, you mentioned how come, um, um, you know, Steve Kerr didn't play um, Kaminga. You know, 
maybe yeah. it has to do with some kind of maturity shit. How come um the Celtics aren't playing um uh, Naismith? Naismith, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That there's a few players on the team. How come they're not playing these these certain guys? It's because it could be it could be a, a reason. It could be um personality wise. I can't trust this guy because he's not a man. You know, he's not. I can't trust him. You know, I I don't look, I don't look into his eyes and see a man. You know, I see, I see a dude that's, that's shaking in his boots. You know, what I'm saying that 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 that's shook by what's happening now. Well, you know, yeah, he ain't ready for that smoke. You know, it's, uh, I, just, I just want to talk about the, the Camp Johnson shit. You know, Camp, you know, you saw um, Julius Randle got ejected and this and the other, and Camp yeah. Johnson did. So what? Camp, what Camp Johnson did? He showed everybody that that he wasn't afraid of what Julius Randle was doing, and went out there and hit the game winning shot. Do you know what that does to the locker room? You know, do you know what that does to the locker room? Like Cam Cam Johnson just got just um got uh you know like uh elevated to to quote unquote alpha male status now. You know, with Cam Johnson, now I can I can get behind this guy. This is this is a guy I want on my team. You know, and that, that that's that's a, not, and on the opposite, Julius Randle got punked by Cam Johnson. So when Cam Johnson hits the game winning shot, what does that do to Julius Randle? Julius Randle loses the team. You lost the team now because nobody respect you because this, this kid Cam Johnson don't give a fuck about you. He was intimidated. You know he used he used that and hit the game winning shot to win, you know to hell with you. And what what does that do to the morale of your team when when you get punked and sunned like that? You know. Yeah, that was well, tough. Man. That yeah, was Rasheed Wallace. Could this team handle a Rasheed Wallace? I think we can. Um, yeah, absolutely. I, yo, man, Rasheed Wallace, man, not to go off subject, but he, uh, yo, he was one of the best power foes growing up. Like he, well, it's not off subject though. Cause I mean, you know, when you talk about like guys that lose it, Randall lose it, but but Rasheed Wallace lose it too. But Rasheed Wallace is a winner. Yeah, he's a winner. That that's a that's a fact. Rasheed, you know, another person, Ron Artest, like dudes who are crazy, but they affect winning. Like Rasheed, oh, he was a great leader, bro. Matter of fact, you could tell he was in the he was in the Western Conference Finals against Kobe and Shaq. And it was up 3-1, and then the refs started cheating for the Lakers, obviously. And the Lakers got to the finals. But he was, you could tell, like, early on, like, he was he was a leader. Um, yeah. He was crazy. He he was on the, the jail blazers, but um, he got he fought through it. He got to the Pistons, and the Pistons had one of the best defenses of all time. He champion. Yeah, Rasheed Wallace has never changed. He's, never. He was like that. He was like that in North Carolina. You know what I'm saying? He was like that in North Carolina. He he never changed on his whole career. Rasheed Wallace. He's a coach now. Freaking Darvin Ham it got him on the coaching staff in the Lakers. You know what I'm so yeah, so Rasheed Wallace is gonna get kicked out as an assistant coach too now. You know, he's gonna get fined for cursing and getting kicked out of games as as an assistant coach now. He's never it's never gonna end. It's never gonna end because he don't give a fuck. He don't nah, care. He don't give a fuck. Bro. He don't care. He don't care if it's, it's affecting you, if it's affecting you, and he'll be the first one to tell you that. Like, don't don't go by what the way is coming out. Listen to what the message is behind it. So yeah. he's not completely insane. He knows what what's what the hell is going on. Even like you said, Ron Artest. Ron Artest is extremely smart. You know, he's a little. He's might be a little touched. You know what I'm saying? But but he's he's extremely smart. You know, like he knows the game. He's very intelligent that way. So watching Kobe inspired him, you know, watching Kobe inspired him to, to uh, rein in, you know, his demons and, and really focus hard on, on his task, you know, cause it, cause he know that if, if he um, followed Kobe, that they were going to win the championship. He knew it. Yeah. What's you know? crazy is um, leadership styles. 
Kobe Bryant, Tracy McGrady. Ron Artest played with both of those guys who he <laughs> yeah. won the championship with. So, right. you know, it's it's tough, man. The leadership styles is tough. Like, that's why I, I love R.J. Barrett, man, because I you see his leadership style, and you're like, all right, I see it, but can we get uh, – I've, I've always said this. Can we get somebody who's way more athletic than him, who's possibly – he could be more talented than R.J. He'd be way better than fucking R.J. Barrett. Yeah. But somebody – who's at at his athleticism is off the charts that can offset RJ Barrett's uh below the rim activity. And you know, this going this going talk, man, this going talk it, it like bring up Dennis Rodman. Um Rodman, that's a fact. He didn't have to score. Draymond Green didn't score a lot this game. And people was like myself was laughing at stats. He had a triple single every game. But them tri- triple singles matters, man. Them triple singles got him through championships. So I, at the same time, I was disrespecting him. At the same time, I got to show him respect. Draymond can absolutely change a game and take one shot that whole game. Those are yeah. winners. The, the yeah, whole- he's a winner. You know, you know. But but it take it takes a, you know a whole team to to do that though. You know, that's Dennis, that's Dennis Rodman. You know, he won in Detroit too, and not just Chicago. He won two championships with Detroit. You know what I'm saying? He he won there as 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 a dude that that um, you know he, he's a guy that was shy, very shy. You know in in Detroit, you know. But but what what made him what made him? Because he's he, even though he was shy and weird, you know what I'm saying? He still was an alpha for the team because he would run through a brick wall for the team. You know what I'm saying? He would kill himself on that on the on that court to get that rebound or to make that defensive stop. You know, he would take the elbow. He would take the guy yelling at him, take the guy want, punching him in the face or whatever. He would take that because you know that you know that at the end of the day that he's going to get that championship. You know, and then the people see him doing that. And they say, yo, if, if Dennis Rahman is damn near knocking his teeth out, you know, trying to get the rebounds, then then who am I to, to, not, to not die for this loose wall? Or who am I to not dig down on defense and stop my guy? Or or whatever, you know, or he or he just made the best the best defensive player I've ever seen. I'm gonna come down this court and I'm gonna knock down this shot just for the de- just off the Dennis Robbins um energy, you know. That's that's the that's the true alpha males there, you know. It, it doesn't have to be the rah rah guy because Dennis Robbins was never a rah rah guy, you know. But it's just that 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 you know his presence, you know, is felt throughout, you know, you know, in he'll, that way. He'll chirp at you though. He'll chirp at he'll chirp at you though. I I give you a, I give you another example. Um, one of the best defensive players of all time, probably top five of all time. But um, my guy Ben Wallace, Ben Wallace was a goon, straight up goon. He'll give you six points in the game with eighteen rebounds and affected the whole game. Just gooning. He's everywhere on the court, hustling, diving for rebounds, anything you can name it. Four-time defensive player of the year. Um, led one of the best def- um, defenses of all time, but he was a he was a he was a championship role player, right? Or am I being re- am I being respectful? Cha- no, I mean they, everybody's a role player. Even 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 the the, the scorer, the top scorer, is getting seventy points a game. He's still playing a role. He's playing a role. That's his role to do to do whatever, you know. So you you needed guys like that. Tayshawn Prince, he was a goon. <laughs> You know, James he's Posey. another guy that didn't say much. Yes, James Posey, goon, um, Rondo, but the OA Celtics. They had a bunch of goons on there, right? 
crazy motherfuckers too. Tony Allen, <laughs> the grandfather. You got Paul Pierce. You need every team got some goons, man. Those every are. team got some goons. Like, all the Knicks great teams had goons, man. You know, and but the thing is, is that they, they didn't need somebody else to tell them this or they didn't need to develop. See, that, that's what drives me crazy with the, the whole development stuff. Like, oh, they need to develop. Oh, he's young. They're saying, yo, Anthony Mason was a goon at all times. You know, John Stark was a goon from, from, from day one. You know, you don't know, see so these things that need to be developed. Uh, Chris Charles was playing it in the CBA. Next thing you know, he's on the Nets. Next thing you know, he's on the Knicks. Uh, you know, he didn't need to get developed. Yeah, but uh, yo, you took. Evil, don't do that. I got to rebuttal that. Don't do that. You you talk about John Starks, Mark Jackson. These guys. You talk about dudes. They were young too at one point, though, man. Yeah, but they grew up in an era like you know the '80s and '90s. They ever they ever growing up is different. These dudes is coddled. Them dudes came from the streets. Like they man is a man. Huh? A man is a man at all times, no matter what the era is, bro. Yeah, but it's a generation thing, man. A man in today's NBA, like, like I, you can't drop Charles Oakley in the NBA right now and have him gooning like the way, like his the, his gooning back in the nineties. He can't goon that way in today's NBA. That's well, what I mean. I mean by that. With the errors, that that's why you can't really compare errors because, like, the um the NBA was just different. It was a different time in the world that that, that time. So the rules were different. Everything was just different. Is things were socially acceptable. You know, now it's the PC era where everything is me too and and don't say this, you said the wrong thing. So the reason why the, the things are like that in regular life, so then the referees are now watching, um, you know, uh, the same play 40 different times and there's a replay center in Secaucus, New Jersey. That's the error right there. That's the, the error of the of, of his death. But still, regardless of everything, all this is happening, a man is going to be a man at all times. Uh, another example. So a uh, current going to NBA, I think he's like the best one. Is probably Giannis. Goon. He who? has no Giannis. Giannis who? Giannis Antetokounmpo from the from the Bucks. But yeah. he, 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 super, he's a superstar goon. Like we, those guys is well, he's a different type of breed. But he's those tough, man. Guys, you know, no no disrespect to him. He's yeah, he's definitely on that on that level. You know. So on um, Bobby Portis, Mook Morris. Um, Yo, I love Bobby Portis, man. I think when, when um I forgot who they played, who they got eliminated by, but um they had gotten to like an argument or whatever, like on the court, and the referees jumped in the way, and then he like he like got to the referee said, "Yo, man, get back the fuck up. We playing ball. Ain't no, ain't nothing happening. Ain't nothing going on here." And then he gave a pound to the dude that he was arguing with. You know, what I'm saying that that's that's a. That's a you know that I I fucking yeah, love that man. That's some real. That's some real shit right there. Yeah. Like, listen, man. Like we on the on the basketball court and we get a little hype or whatever. And we in each other's face and stuff. And then you know you get you get in in the, in the way to stop that. It's like yo, man, chill, man. Get the fuck out of here. Blah blah. blah this and the other. And you can still get to do the pound because real recognize real. Like I, like I'm trying to say, a man is a man at all times, fam. You know, no matter what the era, no matter where you come from. Like you, you talk about all right. Um, you, you mentioned this era. This era, everybody's coddled. In, in the 80s, you know, um, you know, crack era. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Crack, 80s and 90s, crack era. Okay, cool. Um, you you want to talk about the um, people make fun of the 50s and, and the 60s and say, oh, those guys are plumbers and this, that, and the other. They might have been plumbers and shit like that, but they, there was also freaking uh, segregation and Jim Crow and people getting hanged in trees and all kind of shit. You know what I'm saying? And they, and they still have to go on the court and be men. After they didn't, after they didn't seen all that shit, yeah, that's you know what I'm saying. So, so regardless of what's happening in your era, a man will be a man at all times. 
And it's going to be the same one. It's going to be the same one. It's not going to, the error might change, but the circumstances, but no matter what, that is what it is with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. Yeah, man. Well, you can see it. And shout out to um, the Warriors, man. They tied, they just tied, well, Draymond stuff. Oh, shit, they won. Play. Huh? <laughs> they won the game? Yeah, they just tied Tony Parker, Tim Duncan, and Ginobili for the most finals when, when, wins of all time with 19 no wow. with 22 bless Man, you, bless my you. bad thank you damn my fault yo i got i'm gonna throw this at you too all right we're still talking about the alpha males right um will chamberlain is will chamberlain an alpha male wow yeah why why you say that did you watch his interviews yeah, he right. was right. He's a very arrogant dude. <laughs> I, a lion, no, a lion can see another lion. <laughs> yeah, but a, a lion, a lion can see another another um, um, person that thinks he's a lion and still see a freaking um, uh, a cub. I, I feel like. So how can I say this? I don't want to be disrespectful, but I might have to be disrespectful. He was a goon, but he wasn't a winner. You get, you get what I'm saying? He had to learn how to win. He was all about stats at first. So that's how you lose that many final series. You get what I'm saying? I think he only got one with the Lakers, but he putting up 50 points a game, but you keep losing in the finals. I mean. He's a loser. <laughs> Isn't he a loser? Hmm? He's a loser. You could say it. You could say that. Will Chamberlain was a loser. Here's, here's another thing too, right? Like you interview him. Yeah, I had like 10,000 women in my, in, you know, in my life. You know, 100,000. I slept with 100,000 women. It, <laughs> it, as for, from another man to another man, like, hey, if you tell me, hey, I slept with over 100,000 women, right? Yeah. Like, does that make you make you an alpha male? No. Nah. Does that make you a winner? Nah, that makes, nah, you're a whore. <laughs> ain't, ain't a much, ain't it's all, it's much all perspective, right? Around, man. <laughs> yeah, it's all perspective. In my perspective, one, one guy could say, damn, he had all them chicks, man. I wish I could be like Will Chamberlain. Right? Another guy could be like, could be like, oh, that guy was um was um messing around with, he struck out 10,000 times, you know? Or he might have ruined 5,000 relationships. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or or whatever. Or how many, um, he might have slept with 100,000 women. How many of them got pregnant and he didn't take care of them? You know, you know what I'm saying? These are questions, you know, or, or whatever. And, and that all comes into play on whether or not this person could, could be considered this, that, and the, or the other. He was yeah. extremely confident. Yeah. You know? So it, it depends on what angle you look at it. Um, we, yeah. We got a your your of, personal values and stuff, your, the way yeah. you look at things. Yeah. You, but the good, the, at least the good thing is we got a, a, a team who got a bunch of guys who they look like good people and I say, uh, well, RJ looks like he's a man, carries himself like it. He don't play soft. He, don't he play has play. a great example, his dad, you know? It, yeah, 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 yeah. You could tell. I think Obi's a man, too. Obi, great example. Look at his pops, right? Yeah. He, he, he was. It's crazy because he was with his pops the other day. And that he got dude is always with his pops. M- motherfucker got two kids. That, he's a his man. Always <laughs> with him. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Obi Toppin's kids are always with him. Yeah. Obi Toppin is always with his pops. Gang yeah. life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's it's the top end, top end gang life. That's what's going on there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? For real. Yeah, that 
I, hey, that's stuff that you like to see. So we got some grown men here. It's just their personality is not wired to shit that we shit that we want them to do. So when you say stuff like, you know, a guy like Rasheed Wallace, for example, he came into the league like that, that rah-rah. So basically from what you said is like we don't – our guys is not rah-rah guys because if they was, they would have came into the league as a rah-rah guy already. You can't what? just you can't just grow you can't grow into that role if if you get enough confidence, right? Well, let me let me throw this at you. Um, there, there was a player called um, um what, what do you call um, uh, they, they used to call him sexual chocolate. It, he was um uh, the 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 guy used to dunk. I forgot his name. For the guys in the chat, you know oh, what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, um, Daryl Dawkins. Yes, Daryl Dawkins, very good man. Daryl Dawkins, Daryl Dawkins. He used to talk a lot of shit, you know, alpha male stuff and, and this, that, and the other. But um, you know, they didn't win into, in, until they traded him in Philly, you know, and, and then he left, you know. But but he, he talked all, all all that stuff about this, that, and the other. But he he was a fucking loser too. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You only care about stats, man. Yeah, you only care about stats. Only care about one thing about about himself. Everything is about him, you know. But but you know, he was a loser. That should be the sad part. Like people, people care about. You could tell when an NBA player cares about stats. Like you can, you can tell they don't care about winning. Like they, they don't get better. Like they actually get, they actually regress. Like Hassan Whiteside is a prime example. Don't care about winning. The the year that he was actually produced, that was his contract season. And once he got paid, it was like he never got better. Like you can you could tell who wants to be better. Like Kawhi Leonard, Kawhi Leonard is probably the greatest example of that. I've never seen I've seen a bunch of basketball in my in my time. Uh, I've seen a bunch of um wings. I see Danny Granger. Shit, I, I remember watching Paul George and all those guys. But Kawhi Leonard is like a guy who you would have never thought of beats the statue he is today. But you could tell just the way how he carried himself on the court. Yo, that guy was a winner. He was going to work hard to get to that point. Jimmy Butler's another dude. Well, yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, go back, go back to Kawhi though. Is Kawhi an alpha? It's yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a different. He's a different type. He, he's a quiet alpha male though. He's the dude that. He walk in the room, he walk in the locker room, he ain't really gotta say much. He just going, he gonna say like one sentence to you, yo, let's get to work. And you're gonna be like, ah. And then you're gonna see how hard he worked, and you're gonna fall in line. I think he's that, he's one of those type of dudes. I, that's why you go get a guy like Mook Morris. You know what I'm saying? Mook, Mook Morris to me is a bitch to me. You think Him and his brother. Bitch? You don't like Mook? Because yeah, I mean, these guys, these guys, they portray themselves to be tough guys and this, that, and the other. But yeah. to me, that's not being an uh, alpha man. That's just being an asshole. You're, you're just you an asshole. He's just a natural asshole. Yeah, at least on the court. <laughs> off the court is a whole different thing. You know, off yeah. the court, these guys they do a lot of great work for Philadelphia and stuff like that. So, so and leadership wise, as far as um, you know, giving back to the community and stuff like that. So, you know, but but his playing personality, both of them, their playing personalities is is um, you know, a little suspect. You know, so I, so I had I to retract that a little bit because, I, like I said, I know for a fact that they do things in the community for for Philly, you know, big time. You know what I'm saying? So you know, they're, they're definitely leaders in in their community. So there could be there could be different. You have different roles and stuff. 
you know, but that's what I'm saying about about Kawhi. You know, Kawhi is he an alpha male? Yes, you know, because he handles his business and that and the other. But the motherfucker haven't played in like three years, man. You know, you know what I'm saying? And and like like, but the thing about him, what makes him still an alpha, even though he hasn't played in all these years, is because he don't care. Like he's always gonna be, he's gonna be Kawhi at all times. Yeah. You know, he, and he don't care if people are talking about him. You know, he don't care about this. He got millions of dollars still driving the same Tahoe that he had when he when he was in college. Still driving the shit. You know, you know what I'm saying? He is a, he don't get don't care. He's a, a walking at the beat of his own drum and he don't give a damn. Still got straight backs, you know, <laughs> from the time he came on looking crazy. You know what I'm saying? That he is who he is. He ain't never gonna um gonna change and he don't care what you say. Yeah, ain't nothing gonna defer from him from being himself. Yeah, he, he, Kawhi don't give a shit. I knew Kawhi yeah. didn't give a shit when Norman Powell tried to give him a fist bump during the finals, and Kawhi just looked at him. And he just pointed because <laughs> he he was so locked in. He was like, "Yo, bro, I don't even want a fist bump right now. Like, we gotta go get this ring, motherfucker." <laughs> yeah, but I mean, the same dude, Norman, Norman Powell. Like, I'm not sure if it was him. You know, you know, Norman Powell. He still was had the fist up, like still whatever. But you know, that just shows that he wasn't locked in. You know, it's yeah, like yeah. you you're more you're more worried about the pound than than um you know the task. You know, yeah, what I'm saying the, the the pound is not important. The um the task is let's get out there and get to go to war, you know. Yeah, that's that's why I said like Kawhi, Kawhi. That's why I love Kawhi, man. Kawhi's tough, man. He's he, he is who he is. He ain't gonna change for nobody. Yeah. So you know, I, somebody. I, go ahead. Nah, you know I'm I'm excited. But yeah, what were you saying? Nah, definitely when he had Kawhi mic'd up though, he definitely be calling out his teammates though. But it'd be subtle call outs. He's like, hey, hey, come on now. <laughs> like, it, 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 he don't be like really cursing them out, cursing them out. But right. Kawhi's a dog, man. The claw, Kawhi different, man. Yeah, shout I, out to Trav, Trav again. You know, he mentioned Larry Brown um, earlier. Everybody's in agreement that Larry Brown, excuse me, Larry Bird is, is an alpha, right? Yeah, you know, hell but, fucking. Larry yeah. Bird used to, that, that white boy was cold, man. I watched yeah. this documentary. He told motherfuckers, look, man, I'm going to kill you. I'm about to do this left-hand jump hook. you not going to guard that. And he'll do it. Like, little stuff like that. Right. Yeah, Bird was but the truth. <laughs> he hasn't played since the 90s, though, right? Yeah. But if he walk, walks into the gym and see you taking the jump shot, he don't care who you who you are, right? He'll say, like, um, he'll say he'll say something slick, like, like um, you know, I'm still the best shooter in this room. You know, I'm still the best shooter in this gym. I know that for a fact. He would just say like, like just like that, you know, to, to you, and you're like, what? And he ain't gonna, he ain't gonna phase him no kind of way, you know. He, he ain't gonna feel intimidated. He ain't gonna feel, oh man, man I shouldn't have said that, you know what I'm saying? And you're just gonna look at him like, yo, did he just say what I think he just said? Like, hey, <laughs> yeah, I said it, and it's true, yeah. you know. I'm Seventy, you know, eighty years old, but I'm still the best shooter in this room. I know that. Like, you know, step up if you want to, yeah. you know, call me out if you on it if you want to. But listen, you watch the old videos of the old Celtics from the 80s, that team was filled with goons. Robert Paris, I seen him deck somebody in the back of their head. <laughs> Kevin McHale, this crazy motherfucker. He used to elbow motherfuckers. Who else? He almost killed Rambus, right? He almost killed Rambus that time. You, you, we know about Kurt. Kurt Rambus. Was it Vernon Maxwell? Who was the dude that you elbowing people out the sky, man? Yo, the freaking the Detroit team, Rick Mahorn. Rick Mahorn was a dirty dude. Rick Mahorn, um, Bill Lambeer, and those guys, they were crazy. They had Pippen saying he got migraines, man. 
is is Pippin an alpha? No. Yeah, in in this era, people saying people like to get on Jordan and say, "Oh, Jordan then went to Pippin got got there." Pippin ain't no damn alpha. You know, the alpha, but Jordan definitely needed. He definitely needed Pippin though. Pippin not an alpha. He is a leader, but he's he's not an alpha. He needed John Paxson too. He needed Stacey King. He needed any everybody on the team. He needed. Yeah. He needed Luke Longley. He need he needed um you know Scott Williams and all those guys. He needed those guys. He needed everybody. Yeah. Not just Pippen. Yeah. If you look back at the history, like like um that that the documentary, Pippen was pissed off about it, but that was history. <laughs> you know, you you can't get mad because somebody just just repeated just re, just recited the history. Yeah. And not it's not like they verbally said something. They just played they they just played the tape, and then he was saying it on the tape. Oh, you you maybe look wrong. You look maybe look bad in the video. Nah, man, you was talking in the video. <laughs> you was talking in the video. You know. So I mean, and then and then look look at you know look at Scottie Pippen as a player. Now look at Scottie Pippen as as a fifty something year old man in his life that's going on right now. The not women alpha. that he chooses to be with. Not alpha. Not alpha. <laughs> you're not. You know, but people miss the miss that whole fact and and then want to throw it saying that, that Pippen was the one that 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 um, won those championships. Nah. But 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 try we we. Just because Pippen not an alpha doesn't mean he was a he wasn't a leader. It's a difference, right? Now Pippen don't have to be an alpha of the team, but you need an alpha. The, but you need an alpha of the team in order for for Pippen to flourish, man. Pippen was not doing. Nah, yeah, I, I don't agree with what, this, um, Trav. I don't agree you, with that. Did you see what X Men was doing to Pippen, man? Trav, I know you've seen it, man. X Men was punking Pippen to the point Jordan was barking. <laughs> He, he wasn't even barking on X Men. I think he was barking on the center. That's that's how mad the other team back leader is. <laughs> His second best player is getting punked, and Pippen is just getting going into his shell, man. Now guys like Pippen, man. That's why Randall's not an alpha. That's a pure example. Like yeah. it, 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 this is why. Who else I think is not an alpha? He tries to be. I don't even think, with all due respect, I don't think Devin Booker is that guy. Like, it's just certain guys, like, you see it. And you're like, nah, man. Championship three option, man. Championship two. You, you ain't no, nah, man. Nah. Hey, he's, you know, Devin Booker, he might be tough. He might be tough, but he's not He's not making nobody better. He's not He's not right, that guy. Man. He's not him. Well, I mean, I just did a quick um, Google search there, but th- that's the most famous picture where Xavier McDaniel and Jordan going nose to nose. That they went nose to nose at that point is be, um, because Scott he was on um, basically sunning Scottie Pippen, and then Jordan had to come in there and um get in his <laughs> face to make him get back. And I think um I think Xavier McDaniel told him fuck you, and then Jordan was like no fuck you, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's crazy, man. So. You know, you know, you got you got to tell the whole story, man. We can't just tell what you what you think just for you for your narrative. You got to tell what the, what happened, you know, and play the video of what happened, you know. <laughs> oh man! And Jordan and um Scotty Pippen sneakers was trash. Just had to say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. At least Randall ain't doing that. Right. <laughs> At least he ain't refusing to go into a damn game and and, and and stuff like that. So I could commend him for that. But that was the disgusting display of leadership by Scotty Pippen. Yeah, and then, I, and then I, I didn't know that. 
Yeah, Scotty, yo, Scotty Pippen um, was like, yo, I'm not going to resign. And he just didn't resign. You know, you know what I'm saying? Then he had an injury and he refused to get surgery until the last minute just so um, to get back at the, you know. Asshole. Yeah, you're crazy, man. Too much, I, man. I got a question for you. Is Donovan Mitchell is Donovan Mitchell uh, um, an alpha? You know, his his story his story is still being told. You know, but um, I think the the way that he st- um, stood up in the playoffs, you know, you know, it showed signs of it. You know, it showed signs of it. So, uh, so he's a simple case of he's growing into it. Yeah, in his case, in his case, he's growing into it. But the thing, Donovan Mitchell, I, I don't think that that he's um, a leader yet. You know, like say, like um, Rudy Rudy Gay and some of the other guys on, on the roster, they're, they're um, grooming him to to be that way. Donovan Mitchell has the has the, the tools to do it, but but he needs to figure out how to get there. You know. Yeah. Is he a strong strong dude? Yeah, he's a strong dude. But as like like a pure alpha alpha male. I don't know yet. So I mean, like I, I get what you're saying. In that, in this case, you know that he could develop to be being that way. But you need, like somebody like him, he would need the the um the figure, the male figures around him to like um to direct them in the right way. You know. You know what I would do? I would cut off my left arm to have Donovan Mitchell, Arjo, and Carmelo Anthony on the same team. Like I I, I would I, I would. I, I agree with Trav here, though. Um, Mitchell's kind of goofy a little bit. I mean, you know, no. I mean, Mitchell's Mitchell, man. Let Don, let Spider Man leave Spider Man alone, man. We're gonna let Spider Man live, man. And Joker is is a is a little goofy too, but you know, Joker Joker's he's a strong player too. But nah, he's um, a goon. Joker's goon leader. Yeah. I lo- I love Jokic, bro. I love yeah. Jokic. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking of um of, of Luca. I'm thinking Luca Luca Donix. Yeah, but yeah, Joker Joker from from um from Denver is absolutely a leader. Yes. Yeah, he's not scared of nobody. He's a goon. Yeah. Shit, you seen what he did? The, you seen what he did? The mook. What's <laughs> that mook? Yeah, you know. You, know you saw his brothers. His brothers are ready to ready for war. You know, they don't care about um that that um that tough guy bullshit that. That um these guys are talking about, so, you know, what I'm saying real recognizable too. Like like I made that comment about Mook and his brother, you know, on the court, they're on the court antics and stuff like that. They try to play off that that tough guy bullshit. Like like um um people that are really tough, um don't care about none of that shit that they that they be trying to do. Yeah. You know, people people that are really uh, that are really about that life. You know, they they're not phased by the stuff that that Mook and them be doing on the court. That that's only for show for for the people that um that are out there in the NBA that that, that think they're tough. You know that's a that's a show. Yeah, that, you know? that's why that's why you gotta love a dude like um, Jokic, man. Like you can see it, you can see the leadership, man. And plus, you want to play for dude, you want to play with dudes like that, cause you're gonna you're gonna get the ball. He's gonna give you the ball. You're gonna cut hard. You're gonna play hard. You're not going to, you know. Like try to mess up because Jokic is a guy you want to you want to go to war with, you know. But he groomed into that, right? He wasn't yeah. like that a couple years ago. A Who's couple that? years ago, he like he was always a goon. Who's that? Um, Jokic. Oh, like a couple Wait. years ago, he was always a goon. I, I'll give you an example. Um, Demarcus Cousins used to always try to punk Jokic back in the day when Cousins was in his prime. Always, like every time they played the game, always try to punk him. Jokic always used to never back down though. 
and he always used to give him 20, 10, and 6 right back. <laughs> yeah, but but just because somebody could score 20, 10, and 6 don't don't make them tough. No, from just from the way like he plays, you, you could tell like when Cousins was trying to move him off his pivot, he wasn't backing down. When Cousins yeah. was trying to like get up under his skin, you know, elbow, give him a yeah, little Joker, Joker always stood his ground. So Joker was tough, yeah. man. Joker Joker's tough. You know, that's, that's another thing, too. Like, we, I remember getting into arguments on Twitter when I first came on. I, I was trying to be active on Twitter. I was getting into arguments with some of those guys on there because they were talking about um, Kyrie and stuff, how, how Kyrie, oh, you know, that's why he he he, um, he scored 30 on that bitch. This, that, and the other. Scoring 30 doesn't make somebody uh, – doesn't mean somebody's tough. You know, uh, just because a guy, you know, he scored 30 on it, put 30 on somebody. And, you know, that, that you know, went with the whole – that whole – stuff you know i just shot it in your face motherfucker yo i just stoked it on you bitch like yo <laughs> I, I got a knife in my pocket <laughs> calm down you know what i'm saying I, you know you know what i'm saying i got a fucking knife in my pocket chill the fuck out you know what i'm saying so you, you drop 30 points in this and the other but you know just keep it basketball you know that's yeah. all another example um alan iverson you just gave the statement of he, you scored on um, me the person scored 30 points but that don't make them tough, right? Allen Iverson, you were scared of that man. People feared that man, right? But it wasn't just because he'll give you the 30. That was beside the fact. The fact that this little six foot one short motherfucker will keep coming at you all game long. He's not letting up at all. He's talking shit to you while he's doing it. Right. <laughs> so no matter how many times you tried to kill him, the motherfucker would still get up twenty times again. War, yo, he, yo, he was one of the warrior alpha male in the locker room. Even though, you know, 76ers, like we said earlier, they did bad by not giving him a, a second superstar, but you know, yo, that, what, that happens. Was um Kevin Garnett a, a goon? Was was he an alpha male goon? So real basketball purists know Kevin Garnett was a front runner. So, <laughs> like, like, I, like he talked that talk though. He talked that talk. Like he, he, Kevin Garnett was one of the best power forwards of all time. Right. He like he was a goon. Like he, he's a front running goon. Like I don't know how to explain it. You know what I'm saying? Like. Well, let, let me let me give you my opinion. Kevin Kevin Garnett off the court, dope person, good dude. You know what I'm saying? Hell very yeah. not very very wise, wise man, shit like that, that type of thing. On the court, he tried to play that shit to intimidate people that, that are not from where he's from. You know what I'm saying? But when you get somebody that, that's from where you're from, you know, then 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 all that rah-rah stuff, you know, you know, you know, something that, that don't do nothing to me. You know, that, that doesn't do nothing to them. You know, shout out to to do you know who Anthony Peeler is? Nah. Yo, one time um they were they were um best friends at one point, but then he um Anthony Peeler ended up on a different team, right? So anyway, they're playing with each playing against each other, and Kevin Garnett is is um in one of his moves where he's cursing everybody else out. Oh, I love the passion of Kevin Garnett. Meanwhile, he's calling everybody the n-word and calling this guy pussy and calling that guy faggot all all over the um all over the court. So anyway, Anthony Peeler um, had enough and just two pieced him, bam, bam, <laughs> right in the, right in the middle of the court. And then what you know what Kevin Garnett did? He just said he was like he was cursing like motherfucker. And then Peeler said, bam, bam. And he just was like, bam, bam. <laughs> and he didn't do nothing. He just took the two punches and that was it. Oh man. Yeah. You know, so 
he, he definitely played the mental game, though. That was definitely a KG thing. The best goal, one of the best goals I've ever seen is Zach Randolph. <laughs> Zach Randolph was the Zach, Zach Randolph. Was Randolph the shit. I, I wish we had a guy like Zach Randolph on our team. I remember a game. Did you where, type that? I th- yeah, I did. I, okay. I, I, I watched a game with Zach Randolph. Cousins was trying to bully somebody on Memphis. Zach Randall check, checks in the game. I guess his coach was seeing it, and his coach was like, "Yo, you know what, man? Yo, Zach, man. Yo, I feel like I feel like he was mic'd up too, because because it's on, it's on YouTube where you can hear every word that Zach was saying to him. Yeah, so, <laughs> so <laughs> crazy. Zach just pulls up. He like, yeah, <laughs> he looking at him. But cousins looking at him. Zach like, you know, where I'm from, bullies get bullied. I'm like, and cousins looking at him. You know, cousins put on, but now you, when that goon walk out there, <laughs> that whole aura change, man. That's that's how I am too. Like if we if we're playing basketball in a tournament or whatever, okay, cool. This guy he wants to intimidate me or whatever. Okay, yeah, that's all a part of the game. It's all cool. But then when you start crossing the line into another thing where we're not playing basketball no more, you're talking all this other shit. Now now we got to have a different conversation. You know, now we got to have a different conversation. Some some um you know. Some people uh, they, they they just think that because they're popping off that nobody else can pop off either, you know. So that, that that's lessons that guys need to learn, man. That, that's all about being a man, you know. But some people like they, they like they they might not ever seen a man before in their life. They don't know what men what men do, so they they act a certain way to emulate the people that they know of this around them, you know. I I example right. Replace thirty with a prime Zach Randolph. Oh, we right? we winning. Be winning, but now why are you saying that? But that's besides the. I don't even want to hear about the numbers. Why do you think we're going to win more? Because Zach Randolph, on um, you know, instead when I'm, every t- every time that Julius Randolph's popping off, whatever you know, like the um, you know, uh, Zach Randolph wouldn't do that. Zach Randolph did his share, but not in the manner in which that um that Julius did. But besides from popping off, uh, Zach Randolph's game. Um, was was so smooth and it's so perfect compared to to what we're trying to do there. Like the uh, with the Julius Randle ball handling and stuff and, and this and the other. Number one, the ball wouldn't be in Zach Randolph's hand like that. The three point shot, Zach Randolph was in the corner shooting threes. You know, he was shooting corner threes from from the from the top of the key, shooting corners, whatever. Uh, if he got the ball inside, he was he was good at boxing out, rebounding. You know, putting shots back up. So he would fit perfectly with what we're trying to do. And the way he would get his twenty and ten. And he would not um, be in the way of anybody else. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He he was also a nice facilitator in the fact that if he didn't have the shot, the ball was moving. Yeah. You you know what I'm saying? If the shot came up, he got the rebound, went back up. You know he he it, you know just um, you know he just knew how to play. He knew how to play the game. Julius Randle, he's good. Julius Randle might know how to play too, but he gets too uh, mostly in, in uh, involved and maybe does a little bit too much. Zach Randolph. And let's not forget, like we praising him. Remember, he was he was a part of the Jail Blazers as well. Him and Rasheed yeah. Wallace, Zach Randolph even had a fight with a teammate in the locker room. That was reported, and he went to Memphis and he grew up. He was always a man, but he just had to mature. He got to Memphis. They got Marcus Saul. Now you got the Grindhouse. Nobody coming in there punking any one of those dudes. And like Zach Randolph, man. He, he was so polished, man, high IQ basketball player. Didn't play much defense, but he always knew where to be defensively. Uh, 
play below the rim. He was not dunking on you, but very smart, super strong as well. Like he was, I, that man was strong, man. He's strong. So, but you know, the Jailblazers, you know, they, they actually they were good. They, they were so good that um that Zach Randolph had to come off the bench. They have Rasheed Wallace ahead of him, you know, and this that and the other. So when, once yeah. those guys moved on and whatever, Zach got pushed into the forefront. But they were a bad team then. You know, so that that's um you know just a, a victim of circumstance, and then like like guys like Bonzi Wells and stuff like that. These guys, you know, oh Bonzi, you know, I Bonzi, you know Bonzi, Bonzi could have been a twenty point a game scorer, but you know because of the, of of his personality, he wasn't able to do that. Yeah, yo, Bonzi, Bo- you know he had a personality like Andrew Wiggins, like Bonzi could have been way better than what. Well, you know, Bonzi, Bonzi was a goon though. Bonzi was um, he he was a tough. He might have been like, I don't really know the the, the guy's personal life, but I mean, he he definitely was a tough tough dude. But he, I think he was more worried about that than than anything. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Bonzi was a hell of a basketball player, man. I just had a name in my head too of another guy, and I remember earlier in the chat, dude said um, the fight between the Kings and the Lakers when Doug Christie. Hey, those are some fucking goons, man. Yo, that was a fucking movie, man. That 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 fucking <laughs> shit. That was I watched that. Yo, I watched that Lakers and Sacramento fight with bronze and thing. I watched it like at least like once a month. Yeah. And, and and it's like, yeah, I watched it. I think I watched it like two three weeks ago. Cause he, yo, yeah. the dude walking, he mushes him in the face. He tries to act like he ain't do shit, and then he gets pushed back. Now they tangled up fighting. It, like, but those two guys, Rick Fox. Rick Fox was a fucking goon, slick head motherfucker, but yeah. he was a coon. And Doug Christie, this light skinned motherfucker, you knew he was knocking people out of high school. No way, no how. <laughs> you look, look at Yo, Doug Christie you're like this. That fight was so ill. They, after they had that exchange, they both got ejected, and they both was like, and they both <laughs> ran to the to the to the back and got it in. You know, they didn't care about no security. Yo, yo Doug Christie's wife was a crazy chick, too, man. She was up in the mix, too. When, oh, when they showed the video where Shaq ran in there and started pushing everybody, yeah. oh, she was right there. <laughs> she was standing right there. You know, she oh, was ready man. ready for, for the smoke, too. Oh, man, yo. Oh, man. What a crazy, what a crazy you time. Have, you got to have a crazy motherfucker. Marcus Smart is a crazy motherfucker, man. Draymond Green. Crazy motherfucker, man. You gotta <laughs> have them crazy motherfuckers on your team, man. Yo, Q Rich, yo, I, yo, I used to, yo, I used to, I used to get go hard on freaking Q Rich, man. He, yo, I, I used to call, I used to say he looked like a big woman, like a, like he looked like grandma out there because he was out of shape. You know, he, he, like he even, he even said it at the time those guys weren't playing good basketball and this, that, and the other. You know, he got in shape when he went to Miami after he left the Knicks. See, all of a sudden he got in shape and he's still in shape to this day because of, of his Miami thing. But he wasn't in shape when he was with the Knicks. Nah, you know, always wasn't. talking junk. His, his talent did not match his um his confidence. You know, Q Rich. Yeah, Q Rich. Q Rich was good, man. Yeah, Q Rich was good, man. Q Rich was a goon. <laughs> he, was, he was a goon, but but you know, it didn't match his his play though. It didn't. It didn't. It definitely yeah. didn't. Like I give I give you an example of a team. Um, the team that I compared. The next two, like who, who they should emulate, the one of my favorite teams of all time, but the 2004 NBA Indiana Pacers. Can you tell the folks in the chat in the comment section what type of goon activity that that, that team was so goonish 
that they couldn't even finish this season together and they had malice in the palace. And I knew that specific oath, that 2014, I swear to God, even to this day, I said, yo, they're going to the finals, bro. They The way, and, and I kind of felt it because they pumped the Lakers. Like I watched the early season game between um, Indiana and the and the um, the Lakers. What Steven Jackson and Ron Artest was doing to Kobe, yeah, that, that was flagrant. Shaq was he 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 wasn't important at that time. <laughs> that team was scary, but yeah, Jermaine O'Neal was a beast too, man. He you know they they had some really good players on that team. Yeah, Jermaine O'Neal, you know, Al Harrington, Reggie Miller. You know, they had, they had a really good squad, man. All goons. Reggie Miller was a goon, too. Yeah. Forehead motherfucker, man. Goddamn. What's his guy's name, man? This turn coat. Spike Lee. He over there in the, in the goddamn stands hyping people up, man. Then you get three fucking threes bumped <laughs> in your face. Remember that shit, Tim Thomas, Fugazi? Oh, Fugazi, man. He's doing yeah. Fugazi, man. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When, nah, Tim Thomas was tough, man. He was an ugly yeah. motherfucker. That's how you knew he was tough. He had to be tough growing up. He was a good basketball player, though. Yo, Tim Thomas peaked in high school, though, man. He never got better since high school. But that's how good he was in high school. You yeah. know? He was really, really good in high school. Like He yeah. was like LeBron in high school. But he never got better from his, from the same game that he had to his last game in the NBA in high school. He never changed his game. Never, never got better. Still can't dribble with his left hand. <laughs> I mean, his right hand. You know, crazy. Oh man, Mason. Um, R.P. Anthony Mason. Man, shout out to Anthony Mason. Mason is interesting. Like, was he the first Draymond Green before the Draymond Green? Nah, I mean, you got to give respect to like you know other players throughout the history and stuff. But I mean, Anthony Mason was 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 good, man. You know, he he definitely was like like different compared to what was happening in the NBA. Definitely. And when the archetype started coming in, you got Barkley, Anthony Mason, um, what's this guy? Grandmama. What's this guy's name, man? Grandmama. Larry Johnson. Um, but, you know, throughout the history of the NBA, you know, what I'm trying to say is like, say like um, like uh, Nick Great, like Dave the Butcher. You know, he he was, um, you know, that player back in the days. You know, he was that yeah. guy. Yeah. Same kind of player. Yo, it's funny. Sully, I don't... This is blasphemous, but it's not blasphemous. It's not... I'd rather have AK-40... Uh, my guy on... Oh, damn, I was about to say something. Let me die. I, I know. Let me not even say it like that. <laughs> I'd rather have Andreas... Uh, Andreas... Um, what's the dude? You know what I want to say. Bagnani? Not Bogliani. Fuck Bogliani, man. <laughs> you said oh, Andreas. Not Karolinko. Damn, man, Andreas, man. I had got flashbacks, man. Oh, man. Oh, God. He tried to dunk from the free throw line. Oh, God. Yeah, but, Andreas Bogliani. I think, um, yo, Amon Shumpert, he's doing uh, a pod right now with, with um Vlad. That shit is really good, man. Oh, man, I'm going to watch that. I'm about to, as, soon, as soon as we done, I'm definitely watching that. Because I've seen little... I seen the snippets in the in what he's talking about. I said, "Oh yeah, this is going to be the one." You got you got to watch it because um, Amon Shumpert, he's another guy that that he's just brilliant. He's a very good. He has he's a student of the game. He he could talk the game so smooth. Yes, you know. Yes, and I, you know, he, the the reason why I mentioned him because he he brought up um, Bagnani, and you know I want you to find it 
and then, uh, and, then, and then people what he what he said about about Bagnani. You're gonna, you're gonna you're gonna flip out when you when that's all right, all right. yo Shump, I, I was so mad about Shump, man because remember I know you remember Nick's tape we all remember Nick's tape and um Shump, if he did not get hurt if he did not say his ACL bro the sky the sky's a limit bro he's Marcus mm-hmm. Smart he's Marcus Smart before Marcus Smart. But he just tore his ACL. He was so athletic. He couldn't hit a three-point shot. His but that was the second three. time he tore his ACL. I think he tore his ACL in college, if I'm not mistaken. In college? Oof. See, you know, he, he had a problem with, with um cramping. That's that was his issue. Cramping? Yeah, oh. the cramping, like like being dehydrated and stuff. He used to fuck with his um with his muscles and stuff. So that's why he kept tearing his ACL and that type of thing. Yeah. Tom he used to get Trump. IVs. IVs? Yeah, oh, during yeah. halftime or after the game, we used to get IVs and stuff because he used to cramp up really, really bad. Oh wow! Yeah, that's uh, that's something bad. Man. Yeah, Shump, Shump, Shump is Shump is a good dude, man. I, I always love Shump, man. I always hated Phil Jackson for training Shump when he yeah. did, but I understood the reason why, man. Yo, he, yo, Shump was pretty ill, man. My, um, one time, my, my sister she was hanging out on the west side, and um, they, they was um, you know, they was doing a club hopping thing. I wasn't with her at that time. But um, she said um, like she hit me up. She's you know, you know, I'm my brother. So she's like, yo, um, you, you want to guess who I met? Whatever. So she then she texts me the picture. It was Shumpert. Shumpert just um was was standing on, standing on the corner on a bike on the west side on his phone because he was googling trying to find something, yeah. you know. And he, then she just seen him and he was like, oh shit, that's a big dude on a bike. And then looked up, yo, that's freaking Amon Shumpert. So she got a picture of him and Amon Shumpert. He just standing on a random corner in New York City in a bike at night. You know what I'm saying? Like Googling shit. stuff, trying to find um like a restaurant or something, you know, or whatever the fuck by himself. You know, that's how that's how cool. And another thing too, he used to live in freaking Harlem, man. He used to live like on a, on 140 something street over there. He he rented um like a um what do you call a brownstone? He's renting renting something over there. And he, he said that he used to sit in front of it, chilling. You know, nobody paid him no mind or whatever. That's what you need, man. You need people like that, man. That's yeah. why that's what that's why I was so like hyped. And I heard like, wait, Obi Toppin? Oh, he in the hood. Oh, nah, we I gotta pull up on the next case. It's though. different though. It's a little bit different. Like, yeah, well, it's, uh, like you gotta watch um watch this interview with with um with Shumper. Oh, I definitely am. Yeah, I definitely yeah, Shumper is. Shumper always got entertaining interviews, man. He, yeah. I've always found him entertaining. I, I I felt like his interview when he talked about Carmelo Anthony, it shed some light on like Melo because remember how the media the media always paint a story about a player, and then. You know, it's people in the locker room, and like, you know, just like we said earlier, like me and you both knew that Melo wasn't a leader, right? But we knew that he was an alpha male. And Shumper said, you know, Melo, he used to like take the beating from the media, but he used to tell his teammates, like, "Yo, it's alright, man. I'm gonna talk to the media. We good, man. Just, you know, we gonna get to the next game. You know, drink some." Drink some wine, you know, like cool. Like he was on mellow. You get what right. I'm saying? Like he he wasn't no rah-rah guy, he wasn't no loud guy. But at the same time, you still res- respected Mellow's gangster. Mellow was a goal. He yo, just wasn't that you, type of uh, 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 leader. Yo, and then when the ball gets jumped, right? They they call a play, Mellow holds the ball for seven seconds, play is done, and the shot is going up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Who who you want Mellow to pass to? I need him to run the play. We playing team basketball. 
He ain't making nobody better. We ain't Listen, winning. That, when, with that next tape year, right, when we was bombing teams away from three, I ain't hear nobody say that. <laughs> that whole season. That, we was bombing motherfuckers for three, too. I, that first game up versus Miami, that, man, I, I remember that game, man. Like, it was the, yesterday, bro. Keyword is we. Melo wasn't making those guys better. We had a lot of uh, veterans on that squad. Yeah. We, had, we had guys that were 40 years old getting minutes. Yeah, that's a fact. Yeah, we had man, vet going. We had Cammy, uh, uh, she, Kurt Thomas, Kurt Thomas. We had a lot of Kmart, Kmart. Damn, take a lot. We had J Kid. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we had J Kid. You know, we, we had a lot of. Uh, I think we had Pop. Did we have Pablo at that time? Yeah, I'm we not had sure. Pablo. That was my god, man. That's Pablo. a lot of old motherfuckers on that squad, man. So th- those are those are guys that know their role and not not worried about nothing. You know. But the reason why we lost is because the old guys, you know, kid got tired. You know, kid got tired. You know, definitely. I think I think we played against Indiana. No, no, yeah. kid, kid ran out of gas. Yeah. Amari Stoudemire loves fire high um, fire extinguishers. <laughs> um, Mello was worried about honey nut Cheerios. Shump, remember he was on his ACL injury, so we didn't have the uh, uh, an elite defender. And right. J.R. Smith was was asking was asking females through text, "Do you want the pipe?" And Jared <laughs> Jeffries, yo, what game was it? Was it against the Celtics? I think Melo had fifty points on straight jump shots, and the motherfucker Jared Jeffries missed a point blank layup under forty seconds left or some shit like that. Yo, Jared Jeffries is borderline retarded, man. <laughs> yo, he was yo. You know, we, you know, no disrespect to handicapped people, but. <laughs> You know, Jared Jeffries probably had a handicap sticker in his car, man. Okay. Yo, he was hard. Yo, he was horrible, man. And he was dope in college, though. In college, he was a good player in college. Yeah. Yeah, he definitely was. He definitely was. Yeah, J.R. Smith was getting suspended and stuff. Man, it was so much going on, man. And even if Amari wanted to play in that Pacers series, they should have let him, man, for that money. But then again, Tyson Chandler, I, Tyson Chandler was hurt, and fucking Roy Hibbert wanted to turn into a fucking NBA Live '99 overall. Hakeem Olajuwon versus the Knicks. Then the very next year, it's crazy because the very next year, he forgets how to play basketball. That shit mind-boggling to me to this day. Yeah. Mello, or out of any time, Melo wants to take a fucking mid-range jump shot. You choose that one time. To go to the rim, bro. What the fuck, bro? <laughs> like, yeah, and that my man was like seven foot three or, or something like that, you know. So he he probably played, you know, definitely he probably he played he played his best basketball of his career in that series there. Yo, it. What Jared Jeffries was my generation, Charles Smith. That's a disrespect to Charles Smith, though. Nah, cause Charles Smith was not that good when he became a man. He was still he was still way better than than um than Jared Jeffries. Oh no, man. You know, Charles Smith was traditionally a power forward and he had to play small forward when he came to the Knicks and he functioned well enough. That's a big jump from, from being a post up guy inside to guarding Scottie Pippen. You know what I'm saying? That's a big jump and he and he you know took his role without complaining. Bro. Why do Nick fans hate him to this day? 
because he missed them damn layups. So I <laughs> but he'll tell you that too. I, I, I met, I actually met met him before. I met, I, told, I think I, I saw that story so many times on here. I was at a, at standing at a corner, you know, waiting across the street over there by by MSG, and he was standing next to me, and I'm like this tall motherfucker, like. I looked up. I was like, "Wait a second, that's that's fucking Charles Smith." And then he looked at me, and then you know, and then he was like, "I'm sorry, man." Yeah, he said, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. Yeah, he was like, "I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry." And then we yeah, started Nick laughing, Gale. huh? Yeah, Nick Gale. No, he had a suit. He had a suit. I think he was doing something for the Knicks or something. Like he oh, he was working. He I think he still that. works for the Knicks now. Yeah, doing some behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. But but he you know he had a suit on or whatever. But he was like, "I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry." And then we just started like laughing and shit. And then we he he actually kicked it with me. The light changed and everything. And we was like talking. And I was like, all right, well, all right, have a good day, man. Like, what the fuck? All right, have a, have a good one, man. Take it easy. Like that type of shit. Yeah. Oh man. But he knows he's self-aware of, of, of what people think of him. He knows what people think of him. <laughs> yeah. We said Prime Marbury and Prime Carmelo Anthony. Do you get Prime Larry Brown? As their coach, <laughs> what what is Prime Larry Brown? Prime, you know, oh my God, Larry Brown as a Nick coach was the worst. He was playing guys due to their city where they where they were born. You know, it's crazy. That dude, that dude was nuts, man. He he um he came here just to get paid for the Knicks, and he never came back to the NBA. I think right. He left and went to college. Was it then Larry Brown? They ain't lead the Knicks and go to go to um go to the Pistons. Nah, he was with the Pistons first. Oh, we coached the Pistons first. All right, all right, all right. Oh yeah, I'm getting the years mixed up. I'm getting the years. Well, we picked him up like shortly after that. You know, he was with um Philadelphia first, right? Yes. Philadelphia first, and then he went to Detroit, and then right after they won, I think I think maybe like two years after they won, he went to the Knicks. Something like that. Two or three years after they won, because they remember because they 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 hired um Carlisle right after, right after Larry Brown. Rick Carlisle. Yeah. Oh, is that no? That's not George Carl. Yeah, Rick Carlisle. He's a cool dude, man. Don Nelson. It, players love Don Nelson, man. Smoke weed. Old, yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> Don Nelson be like, yeah. So blah blah. blah. Uh, anyway, you know, fuck that basketball shit. You know what I'm saying? Go, go, who got light? You know what I'm saying? That's Don Nelson. That's Don Nelson. I always, yo, look at that Don Nelson. I always felt like, nah, he cooler than what it seems, bro. Because he, he looked like a hippie motherfucker. Remember you were saying that we got to get a coach that played? Don Nelson played. He played championship basketball with the Celtics. Yeah. Those, those years when they were winning with Bill Russell, um, Don Nelson was on those teams. It was on those teams. Oh, so he know the game. Yeah, you know, that, that's why he's a genius. He, yo, Don Nelson was an offensive genius, man. He's one of the – I think he's a top five coach of all time. And I think he's top five in NBA wins total as well. I think but he broke the record. Did he, did he break the record or – Yeah, he broke the record, but I, I think um I think he's just the only person with no championships above right. a thousand wins. I yeah. think that's the only thing. Well, Lenny Wilkins too. I think him and Lenny Wilkins won a lot of games, but they, they, didn't, they never won championships with them. Last question. Do championships define? Well, the Knicks need to win a fucking championship within the next 10 years. So I, this don't pertain to no Nick player because I, I, they need a ring. But do championships define like how great a player is? 
Cause you know how you know how people are, man. They say, yeah. They say, you know, Charles Barkley never get mentioned. But I I know for a fact that if he had one ring, I know for a fact he'll be in the top five power forward of all time conversation. If you just look off his number, if you look at his numbers and you go to his box scores, and you just no accolades, just look at his box scores, you'd be like, yeah, yo, this is top five power forward of all time. Right. And then slide up and look at his height. <laughs> motherfucker was six foot four. He wasn't six ten or six nine. He was he was short. He was about the same size as the point guard. Getting all those numbers for all those years. Yeah, you know, man, these guys, man, winning I mean, basketball is hard to come by with Don yeah. Nelson never won due to Phil Jackson. You know how many coaches they win because of Phil Jackson, man? Yeah, because of Michael Jordan and all that. You know, the list goes on and on. But I mean, you know, like, like I think, like, um, what's his name? Rudy Tomjanovich. He said, "Don't, don't never underestimate the heart of a champion." Mm-hmm. You know, you know, just because guys didn't actually win a championship doesn't mean that they're not a champion. You know, like Charles Barkley. You know, he was basically in his prime during the um, during the Dream Team years, and he actually was the best player out there. You know, and then mm-hmm. the, when he came back, that's when he went to Phoenix. You know, Charles Barkley was next to Jordan. He was like. Like um, you know, right next to Jordan as far as um talent and all that. that. So that's why it kills me. Like when you say heart of a champion, you say my favorite NBA player of all time is Allen Iverson. I'm still putting Iverson over D Wade all time. I got him third on my list. And shooting yeah. best shooting guards of all time. So I've removed that element of rings and all that. And you just gotta see impact. So hopefully. The Knicks, we don't have that issue when we got to say, you know, we don't have another Patrick Ewing situation where we got a Hall of Fame or future Hall of Fame on the team and we just cannot get over the hump. Because yeah. ain't no team, ain't no, is no Michael Jordan right now in the East. So can we, can we make it? Ooh, Jesus, my fucking um, allergies is killing me. Can we make it? I don't know, but do I believe? Yes, I do. Why do I believe? Because we got motherfucking R.J. Barrett and we got a great infrastructure right now. I think my biggest belief is in the infrastructure. Yeah. That's why I was really like down on the Knicks a couple of years ago. Because in 2017, we didn't, the infrastructure wasn't there. You know what I'm saying? When I say, when I mean infrastructure, you wasn't, so for example, you wasn't seeing Kevin Knox and Frank at Kingdom Games and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like you wasn't seeing them. We 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 didn't get those type of wordings out that um Knox or Frank or one of those young guys was in Terrytown during the whole summer. Like how are we getting them now? Yeah. Um, the whole Alpha Dog stuff that we're talking about, um, Frank and and, and Knox, so you know yeah, they don't have not one gene Alpha in. in nah, them. they don't have not one bone of Alpha in them. Like and you could tell, like even though I was. Let, I'll, I'll keep it real. Like, I was fronting for my two young boys, man, as they were Nick players. But I don't got to front for them no more because they're not Nick players no more. Man, you know, they're not alphas. You just see it. Either you got it or you don't. Um, A guy like Cam Reddish. Now, Cam Reddish is last thing. He Now, he's tricky to me because Reddish, he don't give me that alpha dog vibe, right? But we already gave an example of a guy who who grew into the alpha dog status, right? He gives me I can he can grow into that. 
but he just got to get time on the court. And I think he got to also change his mindset as well. Like, I, I think we missed the whole part of – I know we brought up R.J. Barrett and quickly, but Cam Reddish is another guy. Like, can he possibly be a goon? Can he start tripping motherfuckers? I want a dirty player, man. <laughs> like, I, that's the type of time I'm on, man. I'm trying to win, bro. If, you got, if I got to step on your feet or something to win, I'm trying to win. That That's what I would like my Knicks to do. Win at all costs. This team, mm-hmm. don't, they didn't sacrifice for each other last season. It wasn't enough sacrifice. Even at times with R.J. Barrett, we sitting there and we're like, yo, why the fuck are you taking that shot? He's wide open in the corner, bro. Stop taking dumb shots. I understand. Like, I don't want Alec Burks and Evan Fournier to shoot the ball even more, but still play good basketball. Like, little stuff like that is, is very annoying. Lenny Wilkins definitely has a chip, though. Lenny Wilkins was definitely a good a good coach. But what, 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 did he, what team did he have a chip with? Was it Seattle? I think he was. I think he was a player. He had to have been a player or something at that time. I don't remember him as a, a head coach winning championship. Yeah, I think he won as a player, but I'm not sure about a coach. I mean, I, I mean that's, that's another part for. Yeah. That's another. Yeah, that's like is that like a deep, deep, you know, research there for that. Yeah. But you yeah. know, one, one last thing for me, man, is, yeah. is there is there like um like you know we had Michael Jordan, we had you know you know LeBron eras and stuff like that, but throughout those eras, we mentioned guys like Tracy McGrady, Kobe, you know Kevin Garnett. There was all these other secondary players, you know, like Ewing, Barkley, and all that. You know, these all these guys were superstars. Like now, th- these young guys in the in the NBA now, I don't see those those superstars coming like they used to. You know, and maybe uh, you know, it was the Anthony Edwards. You know, but still, he's not there yet. You know, he's not. You know, like Carl Anthony Towns has the numbers. He he has the the numbers right now. He he, he could retire right now, and he could, he could possibly go to the Hall of Fame yeah, just because of his numbers. Yeah, off numbers, he'll he'll go to the Hall of Fame. Just yeah. So. But you know that, that that superstar guy that just just disgusting, you know. Just you know, scary, the, scared of. Yeah, I don't see nobody, no young guy really, you know, off the top of my head, you know. So I mean, like, who's that? Where's that guy coming from? That that guy is is coming. He he's not here yet. Those guys are coming. So I mean, you know, it's very important these drafts coming up now. So I mean, you know, shout out mighty mighty four seed and all that stuff. But this eleventh um, pick that we got. You know, we have an opportunity between the next couple of drafts to find that dude because those 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 dudes are not here yet. Yeah, like it, when you when you say that guy, it's a guy basically you cannot stop this man. Like it, it, it don't matter who you put on him, you just gotta hope he has a bad night. Yeah. Who got so I mean LeBron I, I think Zion, I think Zion oh see my only thing, see with him, his problem is. He's he's hurt a lot. One and two, defensively he's trash, and three he doesn't have an outside shot. But he got a chance to be on some because yo you can't stop Zion from getting to the paint. I've right. seen I've seen literally seen that young man move Rudy Gobert to the side, but like I, I don't know. And Luca Luca problem right is I love Luca. He's nothing like young Dirk Nowitzki. And what I mean by that is Luka is not the same leader as young Dirk. So I don't know how far Luka will ever get if he's by himself and he's not going to – he doesn't have like a superstar caliber player. That's why Dirk in his prime, he was able to win a championship and he didn't really need another superstar caliber player. Because Well, Luka's not in his prime yet, though. That's what's scary about Luka. But 
Luka, Luka got to man up and start playing defense first. He got to man up. He can't play. To win a chip, he can't play the same. The same way he plays now will not be the way he plays when he wins the big the big dance. But, you know, on, on the other hand, too, Dirk, it took Dirk a long, a long while to get himself together, too. You know, Dirk yeah. also had a language barrier. When he first came in, he barely could speak English when he first came in the NBA. You know? Yeah. Then he well, then he got himself uh you know a, a black wife and he's eating you know collard greens and, and all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? She used to make him plates. You know, she used to make him plates. He used to show up to the game with the plate with the aluminum foil on top. Damn, son. You know what I'm saying? So you know you got to go through shit, man. He got that dog in him. <laughs> oh, yo, even when I was a kid, yo, when I was like 12, 13, I always said to myself, yo, that, that boy on, Mav- on the Mavericks, Dirk Nowitzki, got that dog in him. Because he never backed down, yo. You could tell he got that dog in him, man. Ain't, ain't got, he ain't got the system, man. It's over. <laughs> Dirk. Yeah. Yo, Dirk won during the LeBron era. He beat LeBron. You know, so he, he certified. You know, but, you know, like, like I'm trying to say, like, we don't have those guys in this in this era. Yeah, maybe Luca. Luca's there. You know, he's he's on one of those guys. Maybe Trey Young. Maybe he's he's coming up. Nah, but but when I say those names, you kind of like, eh. You know what I'm saying? Like you just naturally go, eh. None of them sound scary. Like when yeah. I say when if, if you would have said Prime Tracy McGrady, oh yeah, that's scary. Like none of them, none of them dudes are scary to me. Like like I don't see it, bro. Like where, where's the Where's the Brandon Roy at? Right? Like, where, where's the... Yeah, those guys are not in the league yet. They didn't, they didn't get here yet. I think they're here. I think they just got to grow into it because these motherfuckers is just so young. And then yeah. the high school draft is coming up. So you know one of these high school players going to be a future Hall of Fame. That's mm-hmm. off rip. Because one of the, some of the best NBA players of all time is coming out, coming out of high school. So, yo, last thing. It's always the last thing with us, man. Now we in like yeah, two yeah, hours last, and twenty-seven minutes. <laughs> last thing. Oh, uh, can a rookie can a rookie come in and be an alpha man? Is that like is is that possible? Yeah, that's possible. It's possible. So, so the one off the back, the one, the only name that comes to my mind is Shaq. Like Shaq, you got this big seven foot one, two hundred eighty pound motherfucker. Who just drafted number one, and he's coming on to a team that wasn't good before he got there. So, yeah, like he Ewing. Was, and he's a loud mouth too. Like he was always a talker. Yeah, Ewing, Ewing came in the league averaging twenty, but then he got better, got all the way up to twenty eight. You know, three blocks per game. You know, so you know guys could do it. You know, you know coming to the league. You know, come come right like um, even even like a guy like say like remember Big Dog Robinson. Big Bob Robertson averaged 22 points a game for like 10 straight years in the NBA. Quietly. Yeah. Big dog. Yo, who was the other dude on the Bucks? Who was the other dude on the Bucks? The Bucks always had an elite big man. Like, that shit ain't crazy. They always. Oh, they, they have Vin Baker. The Bucks have Vin Baker. Vin Baker. Who's the guy before him? Was uh, it Terry? Oh, Terry Cummings. They had Terry Cummings back in the day. He was really good. Who was the guy before him? Was it Dennis Shrimp, whatever his name is? No, he played for Seattle. Oh, Dennis Shrimp? Yeah, nah. Oh, he, he played for Seattle and Indiana. Oh, um, uh, what's the dude's name? It's a white boy, right? Yeah, he was good too. Ah, uh, man, I know you're talking about. I can't get his name. Uh, uh, Sigma, Jack Sigma. 
It might be. Oh God, Michael Jack Sigma is in the is in the eighties. That's the eighties um, bucks. Yeah, yeah. Michael Red. Oh man, yo. I'll take Michael Red before Bradley Bill. I'm taking Michael Red before um, what's this dude name? Devin Booker. But Michael Red, dude. Damn, bring me back memory. The Bucks, the Bucks had a lot, always had point guards too. You know, they, they had um, you know, Terrell Brandon, they had Sam Cassell there. Yo, you know Terrell what I'm saying? Oh, Brandon. Yeah. They had um uh, they had a bunch of guys. They had a they had a dude, his name was um Eric, um, not Eric, um uh yeah, Eric Murdoch. He was good. They had uh, another dude, um Jay Humphreys that was good. Who? Uh Jay Humphreys and um, um I think his name was Eric Murdoch. Those those guys were good too on the Bucks. Who was the little dude they drafted? Tony Dan. He was really oh, good. Oh shit! He was really good in college. TJ uh, Ford. TJ Ford. Yep. Yo. TJ Ford cracked his vagina and it was never the same again. Oh, man. TJ Ford. Look, they know. They know. Look, look. They know. Yeah. TJ Ford was nice, dog. Yo, shout out to Brandon Jennings. They yo, yo, the Bucks forever had point guards, man. Yeah. And and they drafted Marbury too, but they traded him to for Ray Allen. They would have had Marbury. Yeah, you talking about point guard traditions? That see that that's the thing, man. We, me, me, and you just two fucking um uh, assholes. Uh, you know, in New York City, they got a freaking um uh, podcast. Look at look at all the shit that we done talked about it in in two hours and thirty minutes. But the NBA can't mention none of the names we mentioned just now. You know, they can't bring the history of, of the game. They keep talking about the same fucking guys over and over and over again. Yeah, man, that should be whack. Yo, I got y'all got to the point. I had to stop watching First Take and Undisputed. First yeah. Take. I, I don't like the propaganda because it's stupid sometimes. I only like first take when when they got a laughable subject. And undisputed, with all due respect, Russell Westbrook is one of my favorite players of all time. I can't keep logging on to a show and you keep saying the same shit over and over and over, disrespecting that man. And I know, and I'm watching the Lakers, and I know he's just not the only problem. So, yeah. like, I can't watch stuff like that, bro. I can't. When the last time you heard TJ Ford? <laughs> <Yeah>. well, <laughs> so you know, I, it's weird. It's just weird shit, man. You know, it's also weird too. They we, they talk about about what's what's Westbrook now, right? But uh-huh. watch after re, after he retires, five years after he retires, they're gonna be all you know juggling. They're gonna be doing like this to to his balls and stuff. Oh, you know, talking yeah. about how great he was. You know, yeah. triple double or this that, and the other. How dare you disrespect what's Westbrook? That's gonna be the new narrative. He's the he's a top ten point guard all time. I, no matter if you like him, you don't like him. He's well, he's about to be a Nick um, this year. He's gonna be a Nick next year. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. Because I I could totally see a Fournier, Kemba Walker, Nerlens Noel dump, you know, to give um the Lakers some some um role players and get Russell Westbrook over here with the Knicks. I could totally see that. Actually, Would I, I be would. happy about it? another story would you be happy listen oh speaking of mike mike is the main one he's the main guy to be that talks about what um what's what's what moody a trey burke frank i'll i'll take russ (laughs) like that beggars can't be choosers man but it's only really because because of the consolidation we want the young boys to play so we got to get put pack some of these vets up you know and ship them off you know for for that consolidation thing Ooh, remember Earl Boykins? He was nice too. They, oh, all these guys played nice for that team. Too. But every other team be having a bunch of point guards that makes take man. It, what the fuck is wrong with the Knicks? The Warriors went from Baron Davis, 
from Malta straight to Steph Curry. Yeah, but what about Tim Hardaway? They had Tim Hardaway before that. Tim, you know? oh my God. Them, them guys Hardaway. got tradition over there too. So we got to bring back our tradition. You see how you're saying traditions? I always tell people I want the Knicks to go back to the 1996. I mean, 1966 waves. So when I say 1966 waves, you showed that video when we first started um, this video of Willis Reed decking all the motherfuckers on the court and show how much heart he got, right? We need to go back to those days. Yo, and that is I'm a punch that, right there. Look yeah, at that shit. Yeah, that's a that's a fucking superhero punch. punch. Oh my punch. God, Captain, what the hell he do to you, brother? <laughs> the whole the whole crowd is like, damn. <laughs> oh man, oh man, yo, that was, that was you. Damn, he ain't telling you to drink from the other fountain, brother. Yeah, brother. You punching him like that, man. What's yeah, wrong? Man. But <laughs> to to um get back. You know, go to 1966 roots. How y'all won y'all first championship? Y'all won through your goddamn draft picks. How do you win the check- second championship? Your well, tra- they, they they started winning after they made the trade for David Butcher. They traded for David but David yeah. Butcher. It's a mixed. Nah, it's a mixture, trade. man. I'm not saying just don't make trades, but <laughs> you gotta get you gotta draft your Willis Reed. You gotta draft your Clyde Frazier. The Clyde um Walt Clyde Fraser. You gotta draft your guys. It's okay to make deals. Warriors traded for Iggy. It's okay to make deals. It depends on how, what deal do you make? Yeah, they, they went on. They traded for Earl Monroe. They traded for, um what's another guy, Jerry Lucas, to go, to win their second championship. So mm. there's levels, man. There's levels to it. You got You always got to keep on, keep on, um, you know, flipping the, flipping the script. Always got to keep on flipping it. Even Dick Barnett. Dick Barnett um, came from a different team, too. He was traded, you know. And the Knicks, and even after they won that chip, they tried to go at it again. So then they have a a, a, a sugar nose motherfucker. Then they have a guy messing with the booger sugar back in the early 80s and the late 70s. Oh, uh, Michael Ray Richardson? Yes. And I think he was a 20 points per game scorer. And who was oh, Bob, the guy? Bob McAdoo? Bob McAdoo. And they, so it's, it's not like they didn't try. They the Knicks have tried, but they always never fall through with the whole plan. So hopefully this time comes around, they got a good base, they got a good foundation. You got a bunch of young players right now, right? You got a bunch of bunch of free agents right now who's all on uh, um, expiring deals going into this summer. So you can move them now. You got a guy, a power forward, who whatever the case may be, whatever we went through last season. The man could still put up 20 and 10 in his sleep. He'll walk on the court and get you a double-double, even though he played like a bitch last season. Hopefully he'll come back this season if he's still in Nick Jersey. Straight bitch. (laughs) (laughs) No other way to describe his play. But, you know, you got him coming back. Obi Toppin showed life as a lottery pick, our recent lottery pick. He showed life. Quickly had two triple-doubles coming off the bench. So he could probably start a coin guard. Quain Grimes showed life. So – it's a good base. We got two first round picks in next year's high school draft. So I'm not really too concerned about, um, you know, trading a young player out of here. And uh, as long as it's not RJ Barrett, but you know, I'm not too concerned about getting one of the young guys out of here and try to improve our team or moving up in the draft. But the time is now the time shouldn't be, you. Uh, we shouldn't be having this conversation draft night when we do our draft pod. 
and I shouldn't have to be. T- I shouldn't have. We shouldn't have to sit on this fucking live stream and try to sell people who's watching us. Oh, we're happy with the eleven picket Benedict McThurm. No, I'm not happy. I'm not going to be happy with that. What yeah. I would be happy with, what would make me tingle, is if you get the fourth pick or the seventh pick, and you keep your eleven pick, and you bring Ivy on the squad. That's how you make me happy. That that, that yeah, I mean, that's a tall task, though, man. You know that that's a tall task. That's tall task. Can be yeah, it, like the Knicks, like you're saying the Knicks need Ivy, right? Yes. But I mean, the Sacramento Kings, they're trash. They need Ivy too. So, I got a I got a great rebuttal for you, right? The Kings, once again, they haven't made the playoffs. That's why they need Jaden Ivy. But I wasn't, brother. I was I, I was a virgin. I ain't even have sex yet. The last time they played fucking that played playoff basketball, motherfucker. I was a virgin, man. So you so on on top of the fact that I was a virgin the last time the Kings made the playoffs, Pokemon Silver came out, Game Boy Blue just came out. I was watching you, you know. You know, they 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 upper management already said that they want to make the playoffs, right? They told they fired their fucking coach last season after he didn't make the playoffs. Shout out to the super chat, brother. That's what God's oh, dislike yeah. us, man. We need a Steph, not go to state. No, no, motherfucker. I got a better rebuttal for you, motherfucker. How about you stop winning the meaningless games when you know you want to step and you know you wanted a top five pick? How about you start that? <laughs> With that bullshit, man. Knicks always want to win these meaningless games, man. They gotta stop this BS. But I'm just praying to God that Leon Rose is not conservative, man. He, he can't be thinking about his past transgressions with Carmelo because he was the one that tra- that did that trade with Melo to the Knicks. He's the one that got Andres Bargliani to the Knicks and destroyed our roster. So he did it twice. Right. So, Leon Rose. But that's what I'm trying to tell you. We're close, man. I think we're closer than, than you give credit to, man. You know, I think <laughs> – you know, we we make a couple. Let, let, let's say if 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 it is possible, we do like clean up the roster. And we get some, we get rid of some of these vests that we don't want, and we actually do get um like let's say like uh Russell Westbrook, right? You know, it makes sense. You know, we get rid of Fournier and all these guys because LeBron what needs those role players to win. So let's say they make that deal and we get Westbrook, and then you know we we keep the young guys. All of our young guys get better the way they're supposed to. Um, you know, we draft right. Maybe we we trade one or two of these young guys to get another player. Next thing you know, we in the we, we, next thing you know, we in the finals. It can literally, it can literally go that way, you know. It can literally happen that way. Fuck it, you want you want to throw shit at the wall? I'm gonna just throw shit at the wall. Some a dream for me. Let's say, all right, let's say we do trade for us, right? Can we still trade Randall to Portland or to the Kings for the fourth pick in this scenario and keep our 11th pick? Is it possible? It's possible, but I mean, uh, like let, let's say if we get Russell Westbrook, right? And like so, you medically, um, you know, right now you're thinking about now we're gonna push it because Russell Westbrook is gonna run the ball up the court, but, right? But where, but where does where does Derrick Rose fit in this? Yo, Derrick Rose is the forgotten person in, in every everybody's conversation, right? He's the he's just the forgotten guy in everybody's conversation, you know. Because, I, I mean, Derrick Rose, he might be one of those guys that you would put in that trade to get, get Westbrook here. Damn. I wouldn't I, – I, I don't know how I feel about that. He I, makes a lot of bread too, man. You know, you know I, I just don't know. Maybe, maybe he goes to Chicago, back to Chicago to, to go finish his career out or something. 
Oh, I already said. I already said Kobe White for Derrick Rose. I already then. I already just said that. Well, what about Zach Levine? You know, come on now. now. Zach Levine's. You know, let's say let's say Zach Levine for for uh, Julius Randle and Derrick Rose. They they bring Derrick Rose back too. Um, you probably would have. You're probably a have me if you would have said if you would have said a, a package deal. Try to send Randall for Bradley Bill or something. You're probably a have me. You you can't get me with you can't get me with Zach Levine. I like um, Zach Levine better than than um than Bradley Bill though. Ooh. But look at the backcourt. We we just traded for Westbrook and we traded for Zach Levine. Uh, and we got Obi Toppin in the in the um front court. Mm. I mean, you got better, but I'm listen. And, you got better. That, the playing styles. The playing styles match now. Yeah, because Russ want to go up and down the court of a goddamn day with Obi Toppin. Yeah, it, it, it matches. I mean, it's a it's a thought process. I, it's just the Derrick Rose throwing is right in my backside. I'm trying to get rid of that. I I, I got to see because if, if you do a deal like that, then you got to – see, that's the thing with the Knicks right now. You see how you said the Russell Westbrook deal? They got to make at least two to three trades this summer. Yeah. Like at least. Minimum two to really, like, clean up the roster because – it's one I want to see Reddish play. That's that's I think that's number one for me. Going in next, I want to see Reddish play. I don't care if Reddish is on the bench. I don't care if he's starting. I want to see him play. That's one. Two, I want to see Obi play. Do I want to see Obi Top start? Yeah. Fuck. Why not? You show me he can start. Fuck it. Why we still got the baby cups on him playing the 13 minutes again? And three, I want to see what RJ got. I want to see if he could back up my talk about him calling my all-star next season. I want to see if he worthy of that third pick selection. I want to see it. I know he averaged 26 and three, but he did that in a season where we was 37 and 45. And you, once you take the baby, the, 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 the baby pampers off of him, I got to look past certain things and I got to, Treat him like how I treat other NBA players. The meaningless numbers don't mean shit to me if it's not getting you to the playoffs, man. So yeah, he got to check four. it. I forgot about RJ. Check it, man. Freaking Obi, RJ Barrett. You got Westbrook and Zach Levine on the same team. Wow. Did you resign um, Mitch Robinson? Maybe. No, I'm resigning Mitch, man. Why is we even discussing this? So since we did that, what do you think about that team? Did we get better? I think style wise, we got better. We got to go to guys. Bench? Who's my huh? bench? Who's my bench? You still got a bunch of guys. You still got um, yeah, you know, Quentin Grimes is there. You still got um, quickly. We didn't trade quickly, you know. Um, and you still got, got um, Jericho Sims is there. Now you gotta play the eleventh pick. Okay, you could you could, you, you, you talking to me? And then we so, got the um the mid level exemption. We can get somebody with that. Now you, now you're talking about a playoff team. <laughs> yo, fucking cut, yo, Cully, man. I've been, I've been, I've been talking about getting you on the podcast for like two years almost. Yo, he said, God. "Oh my yeah. God, I know this guy." How much time you got, yo? Well, I mean, this, this is right now. This is Cully's time right now. Eleven, twelve fifty, twelve fifty one. I, I kind of need to go to bed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Twelve fifty one. I don't have to work tomorrow. That's that's the reason why I'm even up. Oh yeah, I just noticed, motherfucker. <laughs> you, um, yeah, usually, I, you know, I, I gotta cut it off because I gotta, I gotta go, I gotta wake up and shit. 
Then, no, nah, it's up to you, man. I could listen. I'm off work the next three weeks, paid vacation. I don't give a damn about night right now. And, and I'm not having company until tomorrow. So, hey, man, Kelly, hey, man, it's up yo, to you, man. two hours and 45 minutes ago, you didn't want to get on the pod. How about that? <laughs> you, you, you almost was like, oh man, we do it tomorrow. You know, you was this close to saying that. Oh man, yeah, it's up to Evil, man. Sully, I'm Sully. I gave Evil the basketball, man. He, he, if he want to be Julius Randle, that's on him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta break out because I mean, you know, my, 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 I'm, I'm like literally like, like, um, stopping. You know, you know, I'm, I'm married, yo. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, I kind of, yo, fu- I'm kind of fucked up right now. Sully, you gotta come on. What's today? Yeah, today is um Saturday. Saturday. Now it's Saturday. <laughs> we was we started the pod on Friday. Now it's Saturday. Um, Kali, if you could get on next Wednesday, if you could pull up next Wednesday, we would definitely we would definitely um pull up, man. So next Wednesday, definitely pull up, man. And, and, Mike Johnson, Mike Johnson, you don't know shit about us, man. We were some working ass motherfuckers, well, right? Yeah, yeah, right? I do pods at work, bro. <laughs> yeah, you don't you don't notice that you didn't notice the fact that he's wearing scrubs. You think he's doing that for his for his health? <laughs> I'm just outside, just wearing scrubs, motherfucker. Hey, yeah, a, a lot of times we start podcasts. I just I just literally just came in the crib, you know, and then we just click the boop. Now we doing a podcast, you know. Shit, shit. I just man, fit, doing fifteen hour shifts, Mike. Yeah, it's like some crazy motherfuckers, you know, yeah, working hard and then coming here talking. Talking about the Knicks. For- look at these motherfuckers. Look, Sully, now is fucking stop videos. Look at this. You see this shit, man? You see this shit? <laughs> look, Ralph Bull- Yo, come on, man. Y'all dudes is killing me. Man. Well, listen, that's that's the all-star team, man, right there. You guys are always on it, but you guys make content too, man. So, we, I mean, we got to we gotta get up with each other and um, and really do something, man. You know? Whenever, whenever y'all guys ready, man. But, yeah, it's, it's motherfucker. We almost on for three hours, man. We about to cut this. It's tomorrow now, though. It's literally <laughs> tomorrow. Alright, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, right, right. so Wednesday, Wednesday, definitely um, pull up. Yeah, and then, you know, and literally, we, we've been trying to um, wrap it up for forty-five minutes already. It, yeah, it, yeah, it was my fault. It was my fault. I, I went off the rails, man. I think the Zach Levine comment from the chat really threw us, threw, threw us off the rails. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this the Zach Randolph. Yeah, but we having fun. That's the main thing. You know, with everything that we're saying, you know, as far as all the serious shit that we were saying before, you know, and all this other stuff, when it comes down to it, this is all fun. This is all fun and games and stuff. Yeah, you know? So we're having fun. Yeah. You know, but we're, I, we're I, definitely I having you, fun. I'm telling you right now, what ain't going to be fun is Tibbs next season if that motherfucker don't play them kids. <laughs> I'll tell you that. But if he don't win, motherfucker. Yeah, that, yeah, that yeah, yeah. Well, that's the main part. My, my, just my little state narrative. He got to play them fucking kids. But overall, he needs to win. And he needs to start off the season hot. I'm talking like, remember how he started off the almighty fourth seed? I think we started off, boy, 4-0? Yeah. And Randall, I think that first game Randall came out, I think he had like 30. It was like, oh, shit. Wait, hold up. <laughs> this, ain't, this, ain't, this, this, this is sound nice right here. Hold on. So we come out like that. Maybe we'll see some, man. Maybe we'll see, man. Um, yeah, man. I guess you motherfuckers, man. Thank you, man. All you guys joining us, man. Illmatics, Be Civilized, Mike Johnson, Ralph, Stop Videos, Sully, man. Definitely. 
uh, Francisco, uh, Bodega. Everybody, man. Everybody Chad. popped in today. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. All the guys who, who pulled up today, man. And Pudge Nice, you hating motherfucker. Shout out to you pulling up today. Um, yeah, I guess you could pull up the joint, man. Y'all know where to find us, man. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, um, Spotify, <clears throat> TuneIn, Player FM, iHeartRadio, Amazon Alexa. You walk in your crib, say, yo, yo, throwing that dog, dog, state of mind, throwing that dog. Um, Knicks throwing that still state of New York Knicks pod, man. Any pod, man. We, we on there, man. Shout out to MBK. I appreciate you guys, man. Sim, I'm gonna need Sim to start holding Randall accountable and stop his his, his nonsense when it comes to 30. Besides that, I appreciate all of you guys, man. Um, Dawa, I guess we out of here, brother. So, um, yeah. Appreciate you. I see you Wednesday. Yo, Sully, man, make sure you motherfucker you head Wednesday, man. I don't want to hear about you, your leg hurt, your chest pains, and don't Julius Randle us, man. We good teammates, man. Yeah, you almost Julius Randle me, man. I'm not gonna let you get away with that shit. No. You <laughs> Julius Randle me earlier. This, this was this was like this close to being a solo pod. <laughs> nah, nah, man. My fucking my allergies, man. I'm Sneezing on everything, man. I'm good though, man. But- Trash. <laughs> <laughs> nah, <laughs> you don't find that suspicious? <laughs> yeah, all right, bro. I'm out of here, man. Appreciate you guys, man. <laughs> hey, man. Peace, y'all. <laughs>